practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Uh, uh, emojis, you use them? Uh, no, I was just telling you, yeah, I was just reveling at the emoji options that Skype has to offer, like a little old woman. Ooh, that one's cute, it's an avocado hugging an avocado, and they switched the pit. <laughs> what does that mean, they switched the pit? It's like an avocado cut in half, and it hugs, and then the, the, the pit is in the other guy's stomach. Oh, that sounds like some kind of religi like yeah. uh, cross-messaging, switch the pits, get out of here, pits. Yeah, yeah, no pit in this gut. It's an abortion thing. Um, I gotta take this off, it's too hot. But I am, <laughs> I, this is a, repre- I don't know why, but I've been, uh, I can't, uh, I'm bringing him back, and I don't know it's how. Back, baby. I guess I should set that up in at some in some capacity. Well, I can transition it. So I was looking at the emojis, and I was like, "Oh, cute! There's a burglar one." And then Hans called me on Skype, and where the emoji burglar face was, Hans popped up looking almost exactly like it with a ski mask and uh, his glasses on over the ski mask. Which is kind of like Joker with the mustache, creepier. I think it's creep. Oh, I'm so glad you noticed that. I com- concur a thousand percent creepier. I was like, I glasses didn't- tucked into the eye sockets of a ski mask. It's weird. I haven't, I haven't experimented with glasses under the ski mask, but I'm assuming there's the same principle there. Nope. The reason you go outside gets too steamy. I be- I'm sure it does. Oh my god! Steam up under the under the mask. You gotta go over mask. That mask does get steamy. I miss that character. Uh, I miss that. Uh, I miss seeing that guy around. Uh, uh, oh my god! Yes, the uh, mask. Uh, Second class. I love that laugh, Noah. It's a real horn toot here, but just the laugh because because nothing was intentional with those characters. I I don't mm-hmm. recall. Maybe maybe Mitch, but uh, I think a lot of what we ended up with that we really enjoyed. Again, setting up. So we did a yeah. show um, called well, The Beast. Again, this is a jerk practice podcast. True. Back from a wedding away. Oh, back, back from uh, I would say an unconventional. Mo- We're an unconventional crew, and it's been an unconventional month, baby. Oh yeah. But we're uh, back. But so, that, that's yeah. that's for the best. This is Casey Van Heel, and with me as always is the mask. Hans- <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Hans Frywald. I'm going Hans Frywald. I, I, it was, uh, uh, we, you, you mentioned we were at the wedding and, uh, it, uh, it, it's all fun and ga- it's all fun and games being Dr. Toilet on the pod and around, uh, my, cl- mm-hmm. my closest, uh, oh, man, yeah. uh, 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 with, with the people that get it, uh, 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 my, my family, if you will, uh, the jerk practice fam, mm-hmm. uh, it's a different feeling you get when you're, uh, Eight year, seven or eight year old nephew calls you Uncle Toilet in front of perfect strangers at a wedding. They're like, I just don't know how to feel about that. And like, even his parents are like, No, don't, don't call him Uncle Toilet. And I'm like, That's a family I'm the one name. who told him to do that. It's like, Call me Doctor Toilet. They're like, Instantly, Doctor Toilet. Can I watch TV? And there's oh, like, eh, there's something off about that. About as off as this. You'll love this story. So I'm going straight Hans today. Well, we're getting back into the swing of things, man. I got a lot of stuff. We're, we're one down, by the way. 
but it's all uh, for a good cause. We're we're getting H bomb, Henning KO, H bomb, knockout. He's coming back. We're potting with him in a couple days. Uh, which will probably drop before this, to be honest with you. But we're just making sure. Ooh, we're bringing up the rear. We're so make- any any new concepts that come out today and that can't we reference talk- on the pod, well, because that one will come first. All right, I'll tell you what. I, when we meet with this, is a promise to the listeners, uh, John. Allison. When when we when back we be with Henning, it will be the anniversary. It'll be the one year anniversary. No matter it be a couple days, a couple episodes after, it's still technically episode 52, the anniversary. Now, I guess that doesn't necessarily mean that that has to come before this, because this will just then become not yeah. episode 2052 for the third time. But it, it, it is it is neither here nor 53 there. 53 for the thrice. Fifty. Yes, this will be episode 53B, baby, because 3 and B, they go together like two <laughs> Ps. In a P, odd. And a D. Uh, <laughs> speaking of odd, the, I was hanging out. So, yeah, we were at the wedding, and uh, it, this was a couple days after. It's, uh, I, I, don't, I don't mean to be all over the map, but life is all over the map. It's weird. Uh, we were gone for almost three weeks. Uh, so, Shit, it just, was you know, three weeks all just told. getting back Jesus. to, you know, uh, reality a little bit is a, is a bit intense. And, I'll just say it hasn't been all roses. Like literally, one, two, four jobs of mine that I was like, "Ooh, wedding was a little pricey. The trip was a little pricey." Mm-hmm. It's all right. I was, I was, I was proactive. I'm making sure uh, everything's set up. Uh, I got my gigs coming back. One job is like non-existent. It's so slow. Uh, the I, I showed up to teach a class yesterday, and somebody else showed up. They're like, "No, I teach this class now." I was like, "Oh." Not good. Oh, okay. And then I will get into a discussion. Uh, I got reprimanded by a company I'm freelancing with, which does not make Dr. Toilet. She was, somebody was getting the plunge very soon, and I plunged back. And so needless to say, I got an, I, I've had work with them for four months consistently, getting assignments every Friday. And today was like, oh, it uh, just didn't have anything for you today. I'll be in touch. I was like, ah. And uh, then, just uh, tell me I'm fired. Yeah. And, the, and, but that's the thing. Like, you can't, I'm contracted with you. Like, I'm going to read you an email and I bet you'll get as steamed up as me, where it was oh just like, um, like the, the condescension was as though I work for you and as though I'm not contracted with you. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I know that seems like a, like there's just a caveat to it, but there is a big difference in the sense that you're not my fucking boss and you don't, Ooh, I was, I was heated and all I was trying to do is show police brutality in Chicago, but that is, that is, that is uh, socially conscious. Yeah. You should be reprimanded for that. It's all Chicago. By the way, I don't know if Chicago Tribune is libs or repubs, but they are pussies. Uh, sorry to use that word, but all they do is report on violence, 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 violence. And I was creating uh, some questions for them. I should just get into it, shouldn't I? No, do no, it. no. Better story. Better story. Ah, I'll get into it. See, I'm all over the map. But uh, um, Chicago Tribune, all they do is write about the violence in Chicago. And yeah. it's uh, that's their main story every day. It's front page on their website. And so, but they also... Uh, pay this company who I work for to create questions based on their articles, but apparently they can't be too controversial. 
because I got a goddamn reprimand from this company that I made a controversial question for their trivia questions, and it had to do with police brutality and uh, and African Americans, which fucking Chicago's but, gnarly. They should be reporting on that But if that's that what shit. you're reading every day, wouldn't that be... Appropriate? Yeah. If, if Yeah. Whatever. Okay. That's what I'm I was already thinking. heated, and I haven't even heard the condescending email you got. Oh, it's it's angering. Uh, let's see, urgent phone call. Oh God, yes. Yeah, it's like oh, I don't I don't talk to you on phone. Something about an email entitled "urgent." I'm like, no, fuck you. Like yeah. it's not urgent because you sent a fucking email. Exactly. Uh, let's see, invaluable. Okay. Uh, so I guess I'll just go down the line. These first two are pretty quick. Hi, Hans. Are you free anytime between 11 and 3 p.m. Eastern tomorrow? I'd like to have a phone call with you during that time. I won't oh. drop the name, but the uh, I won't drop the company either. Principal Soon I will. Wants to talk to you. Soon I will before I'm uh, dropping. Somebody's somebody's cutting class. Oh yeah. Uh, I, so I told her and that, that immediately like just told me, uh, I never had a phone call really with these people just when I set up. So I know there's something up. So is this like got, an HR rep? Is this like someone whose job it is to do these phone calls? All right. So no, yes and no. This is my, this is the person I deal with. I send these questions into and it's her job her job no, to go you dare. to go over the questions and make sure that they are grammatically appropriate and content appropriate oh, okay that's, i'm all that's already fucking bull that's not your job your job is to submit the questions her job exactly. is to edit the questions and she didn't do her fucking job so go fuck yourself i knew and that's what i that's why i don't have an assignment because I, I i did like i played it easy i waited a day to respond but i was like uh anyways i'll, I'll read it uh it is an urgent matter because I got back and said, no, I'm on the road. Sorry, I can't take a phone call tomorrow. Uh, email me or I'll be in my office on Thursday, which we're at my yeah. office right now. Ooh, it's um, lovely. Thank you. Uh, it is an urgent matter. One of the content rules clearly states not to include controversial questions. Back in May, I even sent a letter out to the freelancers addressing the following. Unless it's a site that I've discussed as being okay with its controversial coverage becoming questions, a.k.a. TMZ Sports, which I write for. TMZ not, not Sports? This week. That's, yeah, that's who I predominantly write questions. There's some jerk practice questions. Uh, let's, let's, I am a little, I do have some fun, but, but fuck it. Uh, please avoid the following topics. Murder, shootings, homicide, details, etc. <laughs> Suicides, overly sexualized content, porn, human trafficking, etc. True. That when I read you the questions I created, they have to do with murder and shootings. And I ignore I, I pretty much ignored this email because of the TMZ Sports, because I'm the primary writer for TMZ Sports and Chicago Tribune. And I've put quite like if these are controversial, I've put it up on their website. So I assumed she assumed uh, Chicago Tribune as TMZ Sports because all they do is talk about violence and sex. And I've been writing for them for like four months. And so anyways... In your last batch of Chicago Tribune questions, you included uh, the three following inappropriate questions, but she only included two. Uh, from here's the questions. Oh, I'll, I'll quiz time, baby! Ding, ding, ding! I'm I'm switching. No more, no more Uncle Toilet. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Doctor Spice from now on. From 2010 to 2015, out of every five people shot. By- 
I was in, I was incensed, by the way, by this by this statistic. I love this question already. <laughs> Do you know where it's going? No, but I just love it. All right, from 2010 to 2015, out of every five people shot by the Chicago PD, how many were African American? Oh Jesus, yes. <laughs> Four out of I'm laughing because yeah sure I guess it, you could say it's controversial but only if this was for Nick kids but anyways four out of five three out of five one out of five five out of five your answer what were the choices so this is how many African Americans are shot by the cops from 2010 to 2015 out of every five people shot people, by the police how many are how many were African-American black yeah how many were African American four what out of five choices? three out of five. One out of five, five out of five. I want to go. I'm going five out of five. Uh, uh, that would be, I think, 100%. At, I, that would be 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was thinking four, but I was like, five out of five is just too juicy. <laughs> well, I think the answer is four out of five, which is pretty goddamn juicy, in my opinion. Um, See, that, that's why I was thinking five out of five, because I thought it was so st- statistically minute, the other number, that it's just like you might as well just call it five. Right. Because it's 4.9999937 All right. So that's the first question. Second, and yes, let's be honest, it has to do with murder, suicide, shootings, homicide details, but it also has an official flair to it, does it not? Because I'm talking specifically about numbers that the CPD put out, whatever. I didn't get into like I could have. I was I was steamed. I was toilet. I'm going to say this now. I haven't heard the rest of the questions. I don't click on those. I see them all the time. If I saw that question, it would give me a second to be like, "Oh wait, what?" Right. Like, I'm just saying maybe I'm firmly in the doctor toilet camp, which you know I am, but. That is not like, how much weight did Kim Kardashian lose after her pregnancy? Sure. Don't care. Which I, which I write those it. as well. And you know what? Maybe the rest of this email makes sense because that is a pretty, um, it, it's interesting you mentioned that and, and that's not to my credit, but it is like, I, I think I would click on that too because it's, it seems relevant and important and then. What happens is the question comes up and then the answers slowly spiral underneath. And when I Mm -hmm. see like four out of five, five out of five, like that doesn't come on. So anyway, like presented in that like format of it's a quiz. It's I'm just saying it's far more intriguing and interesting. And I didn't know that it was four out of five people that are African-American or black got shot by the cops in the last seven years. Like that's, that's a lot, especially with how many shootings are in Chicago, which is brings to my next question. I was going to the Chicago PD. Cause I, why wouldn't I like, I should be crediting a couple of the journalists cause they were uh, out of every 435 shootings by the Chicago PD from 2010 to 2015. <laughs> how many did not strike anyone? Out of 435 shootings by the Chicago PD. So this isn't even a murder or it's a shooting, but it's a miss shooting. Out of 435 shootings by the Chicago PD, this is not a very well-worded question. That's how it should be asked, editor. <laughs> Out of 435 shootings by the Chicago PD from 2010 to 2015, how many did not even strike anyone that was missing an even? 200, 100, 50, or 300? 
Out of 435 times that the police shot... The gun a, was fired. The gun was fired. Shootings. Yep, that's how uh, they report it. Yeah, yeah, how yeah. many of them didn't hit anything? 200, 150, or 300? So basically, how many people weren't hit by a bullet out well, of that 400? Or it was an unnecessary... I think every time you uh, discharge a firearm, it's considered a shooting while in the act so the of duty. the lowest is 50 and the highest is 400. The highest is 300. 200, 100, 50, 300, and that would be out of 435. I'm keeping with my five out of five. I'm going 50. You would Those be guys re- hit their mark. <laughs> There's, yeah, they, they, they can shoot all... in the air and hit a black, black, uh, 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 black. They can hit an African American. It's like those bullets in, uh, fucking Who Framed Roger Rabbit, except they're all racist. Oh, yeah. Chicago PD, they known for being a little racy, a little racist. I've actually been reading that uh, uh, the uh, you know the gangs of New York equivalent for Chicago. The oh, I read it. Yeah, Rose of the Prairie. Uh, it's just super interesting. It's just Chicago PD has just been corrupt and crooked since the foundation of that city on a fucking swamp. I mean, I think understaffed, just corrupt, like nepotism. Just, uh, so I don't, I don't know. It's just that it's that city. It's just strange. Yeah, I mean, they've always been in bed with, like, there's been, like, it wasn't Anton Cermak. I think that was the guy who shot the mayor of, like, Chicago's been a very big boss politician city. Like, it's always been, like New York, like, it's had those stretches. The south side of Chicago just been perpetually one of the worst places in the country. It has, and then it was cleaned up for a minute, and then things like Cabrini Green happened, and now, from what I hear... Uh, on the news and what I have to read in Chicago Tribune, who I will not be reading anymore because I don't have a job with them. Uh, <laughs> two people shouldn't have a job with them, by the way, and it shouldn't just be me. Um, oh, it's a, it's like a war zone now. It's well, like it was, really, really dangerous. Down it's there. been a few years now, but I was listening to a, a This American Life piece, and it was a multi-episode piece, and it was just. I want to think it was either after Obama was elected the second time or just prior. Because it was just talking about how rough Chicago is. Yeah. And it was interviewing these kids. And it, I think it was like a middle school or a high school. And they kids talked about – because they interviewed teachers and they were talking about trying to keep these kids in school just to keep them from joining a gang, to keep them out of the loop of violence. But the pull to that world is so strong. And they were describing these kids' day, and these kids said to avoid getting hassled and or possibly shot in some sort of scuffle, they walked literally in the middle of the street. Right. (laughs) Because if they went one side or the other, shit was going to go bad. They were going to get hassled. They were going to get part of something. So they walked in the fucking middle of the street to get home. It's like, yeah. Be, it's like I, fucking Old West shit. Yeah, because, and I'm thinking if you're walking in the middle of the street, you also, like, I guess make yourself more visible, too. Like, because if you're on the sidewalk, you have those parked cars in the building, so you have that smaller, yeah. like, uh, the radius to, uh, yeah. oh, God, that makes me But it's true. Then you also make yourself stand out. It's like, oh, there's Hans. He's too good for this. He's going to walk in the middle. Like, you just end up drawing so much more attention to yourself, but if that's literally the only way to avoid 
possibly getting hit by a stray bullet. Like that's insane. That's been happening a lot in New York, actually. Like like uh, three or four kids just this summer have been just hit by the strays. The strays hit by stray bullets. Probably no, by Chicago was... PD because 200 out of 435 times. Just, just, woo! <laughs> All the way across that, uh, uh, what would you call it? The north, uh, no, the 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 mid. Over the Great Midwest, Lakes, over, over Ohio. Over the greats, yep. Skidding over those Great Lakes. Hopping in O'Hare, flying into JFK. So the, these are two questions. She said it was three, so there's probably a third. These are two yeah. questions that was remind you back in may now it's july that were accepted so the way it works is i get how many, a much how many tiers of bureaucracy did all these questions go through there had to be at least 15 people who didn't do their fucking job R- exactly because what happens is i i am freelance i create questions i get paid by questions so after i submit it i can go back and look on my document and see which questions they accepted and which they didn't and of uh-huh. course these were accepted So, boom, there's your first tier. Second tier would be Chicago Tribune actually has an editor for their website that also reviews uh, the questions. Some websites I work for uh, that that these people work for uh, do not have that. I was specifically told to be careful with Chicago Tribune because they're very – um, they, uh, it was like TMZ sports and Chicago Tribune. Their editor is very picky to make sure that your questions aren't too general and are staying on with the, um, with the top, the, the headlines of the day. Yeah. So I'm, I, I would like to never write a Connor McGregor question again. I, I've, I've, <laughs> I've, ex, I've expelled that, uh, Wikipedia page. That's for sure. Can you tell me who he, I know he's an MMA fighter, and that's it. Like, what's so? Like, why is he so hot right now? So he's an. And speaking of, because he, he's Irish, he is Irish. He's young. He's twenty eight. The thing about him is he 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 fights judo and Brazilian jiu jitsu. He has black belts in both, and uh, he's never lost a fight. And the thing about okay. him is he like kind of fell into these fights because. People like dropped out, like I think uh, Anderson Silva, like all these kind of big time UFC people that Dana White, who's the president of UFC, was like is slowly like he's he's a pretty ruthless guy, but he's built the MMA up to what people didn't anticipate it would be at at this level. Sure. He's got fights oh, yeah. in New York. They're now the biggest pay-per-view events far surpassing oh, any other sporting sur- event surpassed boxing long yeah ago. so what happened is he's made like a few really strategic choices in when all these people have paid for pay-per-view fights and then last minute uh somebody went out with steroids somebody got hurt somebody had like a severe fatigue and in in two of, out of the three of these instances conor mcgregor just happened to be there that second tier and right. they were like, he was ready to fight. They were like, step up, somebody. And gotcha. and what happened with him is in both of these fights, he was the big, big, big time underdog, and uh-huh. he just got like at least the fight I saw. I don't know what happened the second one. Maybe he wasn't as, um, uh, as rated under. Well, I don't know how to say it as much of an underdog for for because yeah. I can't think about yeah, it. Yeah. Say it. But the first one, like he was just supposed to get annihilated, and he knocked sure. this guy out in the first round with a knee Shit. and an elbow, and he was just there, and he's young and he's cocky, and uh, he and Floyd Mayweather. So this event that's coming up now is uh-huh. an MMA fighter, yeah, f- fighting a boxer in boxing style. So Conor McGregor is going to box 
Floyd Mayweather. It's not an MMA fight. This is a through the okay. through the is it ABA American Boxing Association. This yeah. is an official sanctioned. So Conor McGregor is going to box Floyd Mayweather. He is, and again, he's the great great underdog, which I think he should be because he's not a boxer. Sure. It's not his style. It's not his style, and Floyd Mayweather has like. Is forty one, so he's he's much older, but he also oh, and the other thing is Conor McGregor has this is never like, oh, the plot to a thrown away Rocky movie. If, absolutely, and if you saw the Barclays Center, they had the um, the weigh-ins at the Barclays Center last night. I saw the highlights. Mm-hmm. Conor McGregor is wearing like Zubas, no shirt, a big old like white mink coat, and Goldie sunglasses, yes. and he just comes out and break dances. And then Floyd Mayweather comes out like uh, Gallagher with a fanny pack full of glitter and just has this little sack full of sing- – he's like the Joker full of singles. And he's just throwing singles. No I was way. like, I was like, this isn't – you have to I'll, – I'll put it up on I'll, the blog. I'll, I have to look at this. You have to. This it's, sounds crazier than the fucking wrestling pay-per-view I just watched. It is pure peacocking. I couldn't believe this is a bo- – because that's the insanity of this event. It really is Rocky. It's it's Rocky versus Hulk Hogan because it's MMA fighter who's never lost versus yeah. Floyd Mayweather who is just renowned for kind of well, that's ducking what, under why, all these fights because yeah, he's such was, a strategic fighter. Going to see why I can see why people are so hot for this because there is a majority of people in the country I know that want nothing more than to see Floyd Mayweather get his fucking head kicked in. Right. This isn't because that's all I heard about from that Pacquiao Floyd mm-hmm. Mayweather match was like, yep. he's a pussy. All he does is run away. No, he's so, just a really good boxer. That's what right. it is. That's his style is just the like points the, you know, like he's not a slugger. He doesn't go in to knock your block off. Yeah. Like, he's that's not, not, he's not he... George Foreman in Africa. He's like, so I'll like, He's just got that crazy and that's Ali not spike, speed. Spicy folks, that is actual boxing history. What's that? No, I just you said he's not George Foreman in Africa, and I know what you're talking about. I'm just like, oh, sorry. Take it out of context. It sounds really funny. Oh yeah, of course. Like I have to say, that George was Foreman like... fought Ali in Africa. <laughs> Ali Bumaye. Agumaye. That yeah, he's got that crazy Ali speed, but he doesn't have the Ali. Like I don't think. I know I, this is very dad like him as a person. Doesn't he have like isn't he just like that typical sort of sports guy all braggadocio, all money, just talk oh, yeah. shit. I think that people just hate him his personality. Sure. And, and he, then of course he boxes in a in a way they find annoying. Right, cuz his personality doesn't necessarily match the personality of his ring. Like he's a very conservative fighter, yeah. but when he gets yeah. out, he wears, you know, Golden, golden jeans, two dollar bills. Yeah, he. That's his thing. It's like he he loves to Instagram every day a new place he's at, like a Starbucks, and he always has a book bag with a million dollars cash in it. Shut up! No yeah. way. Yes, it's like who's gonna take it from him? Which is a good point. Unless um, go, you know what? Go to Southside Chicago. You'll see him walking down the middle of the street say, with uh, that. I'm sure. Th- I'm sure you could find a, a crew of five guys with guns and a bulletproof vest that. Could take that million from you pretty quick. Yeah, that's a, you know that's an interesting thing. Like it's a it's a pretty and of course he has bodyguards. I know he's and stuff. tough, but like a million bucks, like people like those. And then taking sh- pictures of exactly where you are with it at all times. Ooh, that's a heist movie waiting to happen. It kind of is. Speaking of those two, 
those two crazy vets that like got in that crazy shootout in the late nineties that were all like oh, yeah. fucking armored the out. Best, yeah. They walked with like a hundred grand. Like yeah. it wasn't like they got into a gunfight with the police, like a Michael Bay movie for real. For a fucking tenth of what Floyd Mayweather's walking around with in his back pocket. I always get my stomach drops. You know, you know, we watch a lot of like the true crime stuff. And whenever I see like bank robbery stuff, mm-hmm. my, uh, whenever I th- like they'll go into it, they'll go into depth about the planning yeah. and the people involved. And then I'm like, they get for what would be great for me. Mm-hmm. They get like a hundred thousand dollars. But I'm like, it always ends with these guys get 30 years and I'm just like, God, just make the bigger, get that score with that crazy, you know, yeah. get that 1.5 million and get the fuck out of the country. Uh, no, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, uh, when Ashley and I were driving down to your wedding in Charleston, we downloaded a bunch of podcasts and, uh, there's a, an excellent one I can't recommend enough. It's called Crime Town. Okay. You were telling me about this. Yeah. I got it download. Uh, basically every episode's about. Like, so they're super easy listening because they're about half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. But it basically chronicles uh, the town of Providence, Rhode Island, which was a huge, yes. huge mob town. So they these guys interview the, 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 the mob guys that are still alive, like former hitmen, like these bank robbers. Like, it's just super interesting because you get a, a great look into this criminal underworld but they do an episode about this heist and i forget the name of it but basically these guys and it's like an episode of sopranos this crew of crooks decide to rob basically the mob bank oh it's the it's dark night and it's this place that like cleans furs so they store and clean like and this is back late 70s 80s like so these are like $200,000 mink coats and shit. Gotcha. And they're yeah. all mafioso coats, but also in the back is this fucking vault that just has all the ill-gotten gains from the fucking uh, New England mafia. Amazing. And it's just it's this awesome and they talk about hitting this place and then just like you, the back half of the episode is just that scene in all those movies where they they split the riches and you're like that's a good chunk of money but if you live like a fucking scumbag and this one guy of course living large going to vegas burns through all his money Uh. so the whole story is about him going hey guys uh uh you gotta give me more money or uh uh I probably got to going to talk to somebody and it's just, you're just like, God damn it. Why couldn't you have just like bought a house somewhere and just fucking sat on it? Real estate, buddy. So did oh, they, man. they didn't rub this guy. I'm assuming they put a hit out on it the, or they were going to just get rid of uh, it. And that's what it is. It's like the crew is like, how do we do this? How do we deal with this? And it's like, so of course his best friend from fucking childhood who's on the crew with him. They're like, you got to do it because you're the only one who can get close enough to him. So he goes to get him and like, I don't want to ruin the rest of the story, yeah. but you're just like, it makes you sick. I'm sure all that. Yeah. I, there was one that didn't make me sick cause I, I, I loved it. And I, just the, the anxiety of it, Ugh. the unsolved ones. And of course the nonviolent ones are the best. I saw this. I've, I, I probably shouldn't go into it cause I can't give the exact details, but it was the largest bank robbery of the time. 
uh, they ended up getting with an estimated $2.75 million. This is in the United States, or maybe it was the state. It, it had some type of record. But why that's estimated? So these guys were, it was in California, some Silver Lake, some place around LA, um, late 70s, early 80s. But these guys had it set. They It was a holiday weekend. The mm. bank was closed. They were pros. They went in through another building. Like it was one of those break through the cement wall. We have oh, shit, 48 yeah. hours. And these guys like had lunch breaks, went in systematically, not only uh, got rid of everything in the vault, systematically emptied every single safe deposit box that was in there. So that's why it's estimated because you don't know what people put in there. Right, which, right. You but just, what they what, did, what yeah. they claim, and what like it could be an exaggerated amount because if yes. it's insurance, you want to claim more because yep. they stole your grandmother's jewels. Exactly. But what they like, these guys were semi classy, I guess, in that regard, in that they left in like clean stacks anything from the safe deposit box that were like deemed. Uh, irreplaceable not the jewels obviously that's pretty important but like documents uh family photos stuff like that uh like so i was like all right that's that's how you do it and 2.75 and i think there were like the who they think uh were involved was like seven people uh from the northeast speaking of because they have all they're like wait a minute like this looks a lot like bank robberies that happened outside of boston around the same couple years earlier and that was like this kind of family syndicate and then sure enough one guy had rented an apartment around there and then they look at they look at um uh airline tickets at the time and they're like oh these guys flew out the week before but they just couldn't pin it on them uh which is is pretty sweet but again the same thing like these guys kind of lived looking over their shoulder uh instead just can't just get out especially then get oh, get yeah. out of town so easy now it's like you you can't get away with anything you and no, i talked I would... about uh sorry you and i talked about on the last episode that was released we actually reveal i can't believe we hadn't talked about it the the famed walmart bicycle story the bike heist. The bike heist of, I don't know, oh, 06? 06, maybe? 05? Was that it? Uh, 06, well, 07. No. The White Sox won it in 2005, so it would have been 2005. Oh, either 04 or 05, to be honest with you. No, it was because that it was that fall that they won because we moved in that summer. So if, it, if the Sox won in 05, that was our first fall in New York. So, yeah, go. it was 05. The great bike heist of 05, which they fingerprinted us. Put us in the database. The only thing we can hope for is that the old yokel jokels of Watertown PD decided not to hit send. But because I was joking, I was shucking and driving. That's so funny. (laughs) I was putting on a show, baby. I I, I, I'm gonna have to uh, file off my my. What does that guy do in seven? Does he just slice off? Oh, Spacey just yeah cuts his fingernails off or cuts his fingertips off. I wish he was dumb enough just to like just to just just clip his fingernails. (laughs) Ah, okay. It makes him scarier if he's just got like ten little nub stubs. Ugh. Oh my god! Like he just left the fingernail and just and not 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 the meat part. So it's just hand goes to nail. Oh my god! uh, Three things. That bring I don't know what brings that to mind. I guess it reminds me of Cassidy. Have you started Preacher season two? Oh yeah. Oh, you have. I haven't. So good. So good. You're in for a treat. It's excellent. Oh man, I can't they wait. They changed some stuff, but it is so. It's such a great 
take take from the source material. Like the stuff they've changed is great. Awesome. The pace is great. Yeah. I uh, uh, I just I just went over budget for my. I just bought Night Court season two. So I, I'm, next week next week I'm gonna do my perch. My, pre- oh, yeah, my preacher perch. It. You'll have a couple episodes in then. I haven't watched the latest one. No, but I was going to say we were talking about heists. Yeah. Ashley and I saw uh, Baby Driver. Oh, how was that? Uh, excellent. It's a great crime heist movie, but I, what I thought was cool is they do a good job of, like, the stakes. Like, what a heist in the modern time is and, like, how much you can get away with and, like, what they're stealing. Okay, sure. Like, so you're that- like... They, you know, like everybody made a hundred thousand dollars, which is a lot of money. But if you're living fast and loose, like even if you're not, it's a one-time payment. Like that's my thing. It's kind of like being a professional athlete. Like yes, those guys make a shit ton of money on a very extremely finite scale. Sure. Like you're not going to get a pension off of your two million a season if you play two C. You know, like do the math. That's a lot of money. But if you're living beyond your means, that goes away and you never get that back. And it's the same like you always hear people like, well, but yeah, but they have endorsements and uh, like uh, sportscast stuff like no, no, no. Like think about the people you see. You only see these handful of people. There's a lot of professional yeah. athletes out there that don't get any of that, uh, any of that. And yeah. like it's only those select few and those jobs are far and few between. Oh, there's a pretty cool Ashley and I watched. It's on Amazon. It's an Amazon show. It's called All or Nothing. Oh yeah, it's a, docu- it. yeah. a documentary show about they follow a football team for a season. A pro football team? Yeah. Who do they follow? Uh, this one was the Rams. Ugh. The L.A. Rams. No, so that gives you like an insight of like a lot of those dudes are just jobbers, man. I bet like, they. They move to a city for six months and then they get fired. Move to another city. Like it's like I was like, oh god, that makes me sick. And as much as you, stomach. as much as you, you love the perks of a professional athlete, which they do get some of, they get to go in the bar yeah. like those scuzzy Brewers pitchers we heard about all those oh, years yeah. back in Minneapolis and show their paycheck to some chicks and get a blowjob. But oh. if you're a jobber, NFLer, six months, get your paycheck, you know, hundred grand maybe. That's a tough ass job. There's no joke. Like there, that is. Look, it's all performance based. It's all stress. It's all like, and that's what they do. They show a lot of these guys and they like work their asses off. And it's like, if you're just like, one of the guys is like, he was a backup quarterback. They gave him his chance up as the the main QB. He's like a good dude. And it's just, he just can't get his shit together. Didn't get the breaks. He just can't, didn't get the breaks. Or if he had a good game, his team shit the bed on him. Yeah. So then he gets like busted. Like then he loses his spot. That's and like, it's like yeah. you may play for three years and you may not even get the full pay. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yep. But well, yeah, so yeah, Baby Driver's cool. Like the heists. Yeah, always that they do. It's not like we're gonna. It's not like Ocean's Eleven, which I like, but they're not like boosting a casino for ten million dollars. I feel- they're robbing the post office for money orders, and you're like, oh Jesus, that's so sad. I forget who the third you want. Here's a heist that never beeth should be a should be a movie trademarked. So I forget who else was involved, but it was me and a it, it, it never happened. So it doesn't matter. Uh, remember this? Remember somebody named Timmy Hagen? Yes. The Hagens. Hagen, uh, yeah. Good dude. Crazy dude. 
Good guy to plan a heist with. He's the great, probably a good guy, great guy to plan yeah. a heist with because he's he's a thinker. He's creative. Probably not yeah. a great guy to commit a heist with because he's that he's the rogue. He's, he's the guy that goes yeah. off kilter. So we had a heist planned. I really wish I could remember the third person. Um, but our heist, what was the little mini mall? Actually, I think Roy's Sports Shop ended up there for a minute. You remember? Uh, it? Yeah, it had it's like still a, there. It's Guadalajara's got, was there. It's next to the uh, where we used to rent the quarter movies, the Curtis Mathis. Okay, it's Guadalajara's yes. that a Quiznos China buffet, China buffet. Yeah. So for a while there was you'll remember the name of it. There was like a CD store. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a Sam Goody, but not. I think it was a yeah, chained was up one for a the minute. The local yokel Sam Goody, basically. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember. Okay, like CDs on the go or something. Something. It was one of those places they had like mainly CDs, but you could also get like some Randy books there, or maybe Ooh, a they fart had a machine. lot of South Park stuff. Yes, like, exactly. That was on the South Park boom. So any South Park tchotchke thing you ever wanted, they had it. A lot of tchotchkes, headphones you never wanted to pay that much money for. Anyways, we used to skateboard behind that strip mall, and we were skateboarding one night. And for whatever reason, as kids do, you just pull on any door you see. So we pull on the back door of that place, and it opens. Shut up. And we're going, oh, my God. This is Uh, the CD store, dude. Yeah, and so uh, for those of young listeners who aren't listening yet, but are now. Oh, had a weird uh, Marty McFly thing there. Uh, For those (laughs) of you young listeners, like CDs were definitely currency when you and I were in high school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, not really like, it was maybe not currency, but certainly status. And it was just like, just it, when you're, I was, I was thinking this as we were driving because we did a lot of driving while we we're in South Carolina. I don't do it that much. And we listened to a lot of music. And mm-hmm. all, I have a lot of my older music from my CDs because I put oh, my sure, CDs yeah. onto my phone. I was like, these songs are great, but they don't affect me the same way they did in high school. Like, music is truly for, like, it has its greatest potency, I think. When you're, when you're in that your stage in your life, like like totally, oh my god, like they, it just really reminded me like how important music is. Like even though I'm like a a a shelled husk now, of emotion. I'm, same with you, like yeah. <laughs> so like anyway, so I was like, oh my god, and we were skateboarding again. We didn't do anything. We didn't go in because we're too paranoid, right? Like there's cameras, there's this and that, which there probably wasn't anything of that sort. But you know, we're fourteen, fifteen, whatever. But we go skateboarding there again the next night. Unlocked. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some scumbag was just like, eh, the lock's broken. Nobody's- it must be. It's a fire door. It's probably locked. Yeah, exactly. So for like three days in a row, it's unlocked. And then, then it's game on. So we literally, we stake out the joint. So we go, case the joint, case the joint. And go to tie in- this back into the previous episode, where the strip mall is, is literally 100 feet away from the heist we would make, Hans and I would make in the future. Sure. So yeah, I, I live a life of heist, heist life. Uh, <laughs> that, that that's drive, what I though. should get. Like thug instead of thug life, you should just get heist life because of one <laughs> unattempted CD heist and one <laughs> drunken bike to diner heist. Um, uh, okay, so then it's like it's on. We case the joint. We look for cameras. Look at the pimply Simpsons esque fry cook people that work there. Yeah, uh, and we're like, oh, we got this. And then we literally start making lists. Look, we're getting caught so quick because we started making lists as I do with the podcast 
of CDs to grab instead of just grabbing a bunch. Was like, nope, I need to get Devo. I need to get that. Like literally, we're gonna we're gonna take our time like those that bank robber. Uh, no, no. Yeah, this isn't the, their best album. Books listed, so w- but we had timed out things, and this is where Timmy came in. He was like started like he had one of those radios where you can hear police calls. Uh-huh. Like he started timing like uh, how long it took police to get to certain calls and like Jesus. mileage stuff. Like he was way smarter and more efficient than me. Like that's the interesting thing, and I was more like. Do I want an ELO's new album? Um, which books do I want? Exactly. Mm. Mm, Kama Sutra. Yes, please. Ooh, yeah, there's some there's some boobs in that one. Um, uh, <laughs> ooh, Madonna's art book. Yeah, that one would be nice. So um, it's on. He has dug a hole nine feet deep in his backyard where we're going to. Uh, oh, that's rock. where the hot the hot materials gonna no, be. No, no, that's oh, no. not where the merch goes. That's where we strip naked like Ace Ventura and burn our clothes in a nine foot <laughs> hole in his backyard. And, if, and then someone calls the police because you have a fire in, in the yard. They what w- you fellas doing? We were anything that happened in the H- Hagen's backyard was as if you were like, honey, I shrunk the kids. Like it was a crazy like war zone where anything could happen back there. You had to be careful because he it, a nine foot hole was just normal for him. He dug holes. Con- he was that kid next um, to his other nine foot hole. Like this yeah. is the burning hole. That one's the fun hole. And I think as far like we had no intention of like getting rid of like the hot merch. It was literally just for our own ill gotten gains. Yet again, another sure, thing yeah. like uh, why do you have eight hundred CDs? And and the reason it didn't go through, and they're all new, and some of them aren't even opened yet. Thank yes. And thankfully, it didn't happen. And, and oddly enough, I don't recall exactly the reason. I feel it was like some dumb thing. Ha- oh, my God. I think I remember the third person. Initial CD, baby. CD. CD. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, got you. You got it? Oh, yeah. It took me a second. Got it. Yeah. That was definitely who it was. Uh, and, He's and, the it, loose cannon. He's the one that's. It was me and two loose cannons. Hookers. <laughs> it was me and two loose cannons, and I think uh, the reason it didn't go through is that's what made me remember it. Is those two loose cannons started shooting at each other like the oh, Union God, in the South, yeah. and it just fell apart. Thank God, because it was like twenty four hours away from such an easily uh, caught. Uh, uh, caper oh, easily. Carlio. Oh, oh Carlos. He, he, Over CDs, probably, uh, what was I, 14, 15? It would have been the big course. It would have been a huge story because it, it that is a breaking and entering yeah. larceny. Oh, yeah. Grand theft. Huge. It would have been and horrendous. And that's back, like, those C, the CDs you guys are all going for, high ticket items. Those are $40 CDs. Yeah, CDs you guys easily would have so been grand theft because it would have been north of $1,000. Oh, like you guys. easily, yeah. Uh, so thank God that didn't happen. Few few things like that, I'm sure, were like just near God. misses of really oh, bad ideas. Oh, that's the best trio. Now I see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. CD back in that day. What a his gnarly like cardigans. Yes. All right. You do have the guy. All right. So God. getting back to and a bad attitude to match. Getting back to bad attitudes, so I've given you we're we're coming around pretty deep back, but I'm getting back to my 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 fury, my spice, my Pepsi yeah. spice. Uh, so after the questions, worst of all, Chicago Tribune has seen these live on their widget. I am now, and who's responsible for that? 
It shouldn't have went to their website live. Not you. No. You didn't post them. I, I should have been reprimanded like, you know, this is, I never got in trouble for any questions, by the way. Yeah. Trouble. I'm not in trouble. That's what this, that's what angered me so much is the tonality of this like, is what are you do of to me? someone well, reprimanding me. I said yeah. all, the, I told Meg, I said, all this should say is we're, um, we're concluding our contract with you. And then it's on yeah. me say, to go back and go, oh, that's unfortunate. Why? And then you can tell me why. Like, I don't need to hear all this shit. That's why I don't work for anybody at the moment. Um, yeah. Any, anyways, uh, so I am now in the process of solving the issue for our client. It's your fucking issue. And by the way, I saw who was CC'd on this. And from she made sure to write this in this tone because CC'd is the boss who I'm sure didn't say... Get me the throat. writer. I'm sure he was yeah. all over her ass for like, aren't you editing these? I understand we craft questions based on our partner's site. I'm also aware that Chicago Tribune showcases multiple killing, violence, murder stories on its front page. However, it should be intuitive to you at this point to avoid creating questions on such topics. It is unacceptable to have these questions connected to any of our clients, let alone our bigger ones like Chicago Tribune. This was a major step in the wrong direction for the client. And you should be aware of it. Signed, butthole. I, you're like, good. I am aware. It's not my my fucking job. That is, and that's why I got back. I was, I wasn't that harsh, but I was just basically like, it's unfortunate that this got on the website. That should have never happened. I looked back upon it and see that it was an accepted question. Of course, who yeah. cc'd to it? The boss is cc'd yeah. to it, and he goes, "Yeah, no fucking shit." Like even yeah. even this fucking low life <laughs> knows that. I don't know why he thinks I'm a low life. I guess that's me projecting. I mean, yeah, yeah, sure. He's, even this fucking low life knows what can hack it. His so, he's the content generator. Uh, God, it's things like that though. Like getting back to the swing of things, and the thing is, Meg and I are going on our like honeymoon. Like preface yeah. it, like we we're gonna be recording a lot because. We're going to get ourselves set up and have a lot of pods to put out. And you and I, we're doing all these night courts because now Meg and I are going away in two weeks for another two weeks. So it's yeah. like every little bit helps. But at the same time, it's just like all chippy stuff. So it was like last night. I still have that bit inside of me that's like, yes, part of me is like, I want to see how they play this out. This is the thing with the, the yoga class that they there was a mix up and who's subbing mm -hmm. this and that. Part of me is like, well, it's fine. I want to see how they handle it on their end because obviously it was a mix-up there. I want to sure. see how they take it to me. Like the the appropriate thing is to say like, um, we messed up. Let's make it right for you or this or that. I would assume or an apology or this or that. Not a big deal. But also yeah. a big part of me goes back to Hans having terrible jobs that he hates. That every time something messed up with like a schedule thing, and it was mm -hmm. like. Oh, we're both scheduled. You got it. You got it. You you need the money, man. I'm out of here. So like, oh, it sure. was yeah, like that yeah. feeling. Working that, at the bar, you're like, oh, thank God, I don't have to work tonight. There was something still in the back of my head. Like I was there. I was ready. I was prepped. I was like, uh, excited to see my students. But in the back of my head, when she was there, I was like, no, it's you. It's you, man. You got it. You're here. I'll I'll, I'll see everybody next week. Like I really, I was like, I know that's not the way to be because it, it it can't be your mentality when you're. Uh, yeah, you know what it can be, but it's all like chippy stuff. Like there, my life is neither affected uh, either way for, uh, missing out on a, on a few bucks yesterday. I got home an hour early. Felt good. There you go. But like you said, like that's mine too. And you're like, yeah, yeah you got it. Yeah, cool. Cool. I'm going home. And you went, 
did they just say that's theirs now? Yeah. Because that's my shift. Yes. Oh, my God. You yeah. get it now, today, because <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But this is my shift. Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely, yeah, I had that conversation. Um, I, got, I got a brilliant idea. Uh-huh. I got a brilliant idea. This is a this is trademarked, but I don't own these two trademarks. But I'll own the converged trademark. So I Modified, hopped back yeah. on the sugar train while we were away for the wedding because you know we yeah. had like uh, treats for the like cake and uh, donuts and all this stuff. Oh, yeah. And you, you're, it's your wedding. You should at least be able to like. Yeah, <laughs> you mentioned it on like an old podcast, and it, or it reminded me because well, obviously when we recorded, I was still drinking, and you talk about a guy. <laughs> This is like dirt bags. So I I released the old old podcast. Oh yeah, the dirt bags. Right <laughs> and you're talking yeah, about yeah. a guy who's like militant over like his iced coffee, and I was like laughing, crying because at my wedding, obviously I wasn't drinking, but I had a big old pitcher of rocket fuel that I spent like the last forty eight hours like perfecting. It's maple syrup. It's almond oh, milk. Right. It's chicory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, what has my life become? But. I was uh, like, so like sugar and stuff, but like, so as a treat of that, I gave an old Pepsi Do SA a suckle. I tried uh-huh. a Pepsi Fire, all the new summer flavors. Cause if you're gonna yeah. go sugar, you gotta go, you gotta try it Just all. Just do it. Yeah. Uh, but I have the brilliant idea. So I was like, they can't be selling that many Pepsi Fires. It'll be like, everybody will try one. There's no sure. way they're going back to it. And I don't know, I haven't seen any of the Coke equivalents, like a Coke Sin. You know, or Coke Sin. That's so perfect and gross. It's so perfect. Coke Sin. Yeah. So if I, yeah, it is. That is good. Trademark, trademark that. Trademark and then that. sell it back to Coke. Yeah. Buy that website right now. But I'm too busy working on this. Coke, half a Coke. Um, this is the label. Half Coke can, uh-huh. half Pepsi can, Pepsi Cokes. Is it like the old nerds boxes where... You you pour equal amounts into your own mouth, or you can do all the Coke first, or all the Pepsi first, or do both. Oh, I wasn't even thinking about a double spout. It's I like was just thinking. Can. I was just thinking you mix the two ingredients together, and you have Pepsi. You gotta Pepsi. have that active, like your choice, man. You want to do the you want to do it the double, or are you gonna go single, a little sip. Oh my god, sip, it's like double. that. It's like that toothpaste that you can't find anymore. In like the two thousands, it was the pump stand toothpaste, and one side came out foamy, and one side came out clear gel. Remember that? Oh, I had the 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 squeeze one because it had the circle, but it was halved. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Half of it was the traditional paste. Mentadent. The other half was gel. Was it mentadent? It may have been Mentadent, yeah. Or is Mentadent? Oh, yeah, because it had the stand-up. Yes. Yeah, it looked like a lotion thing. And you, yes. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It took me a second. I was like, the stand-up thing? Nope. Yeah. I think it was Dentine or Mentadent. Well, Dentine was interesting because that was the red toothpaste. Oh, that was the Sin. Yeah. Crest Sin. <laughs> sin pay. Crest Sin. Oh, man. See, we we are we should be in marketing. I don't know. Trademark Sin. You got a trademark Sin. Is it C-I-N? It has to, because if you go S I N, you're you lose you're the Bible Belt. Bible Belt. But if it's that's said sin, but it's for cinnamon, it's a little like that's not too spicy. What about like Coke Nut? Because then everybody Coke like put, <laughs> I, I I I don't know what it. Everybody puts like peanuts in Coke. Isn't that a Southern thing? Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. It wouldn't be Coke Nut. I can't think of Coke. It. 
Coke and nuts. Coke, uh, Coke and nuts. <laughs> it's hard to say, but if you're an old Southern salty Let me dog, say it real fast. Can I get old coconuts? It's just Coke with salt in it. Just I went through a, I went Coke. through a hard period where, uh, I think I had like a salt shaker and a holster, which, which, which again is like <laughs> somebody should have been like, you better slow down, young man, because like it was all, salt, always got to put salt in that beer. I think I learned it from oh, our buddy Shula. Yeah. Was always put a salt in your beer. That sodium the keeps beer. it gets rid of that hangover. Extra salt gets rid of that. Oh, that's hangover. what does it, yeah. Because it's not like alcohol dries you out. Need a little salt. <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh, I forgot it? about the salt in the beer. Holy crap! Salt, yeah. beer, thumb underneath, tip it upside uh-huh. down. Maybe, maybe you put lemon in it too, which is in, or lime, which is interesting. The story behind lime in the beer, and I don't know if this is true. So lime ended up in the beer. It's very like it's it's you know Corona. That, that's the lime in the beer. Corona is a Mexican beer, but I think and and it's a very I would say yuppie thing to have a lime in your beer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's how it's touted, or I think that's you don't you don't see anybody walking in the middle of the street in Southside Chicago with a lime in their beer. No, I don't think. Maybe you do. Um, but. Uh, the, the reason behind the lime in the beer, from what I heard, was it's something that happened down in Mexico because, like, the the rim of the beer was, like, so gnarly from where they stored the beer from, like, because oh, like, okay. it wasn't sanitized. So just squeezing a little lime or, like, running lime around the edge, like, the acidity would kill would some kill of the bacteria whatever. and stuff. That makes sense, as opposed to just wiping it with your shirt. <laughs> That's what I, yeah, exactly. I mean... So I don't know. I don't know. I don't even that know. That makes sense. I, yeah. It's a quick fix for a... Mellow... Get sick. Mellow do. Mellow do? Dr. Pib. They had that Dr. Slice. Yes. Delicious. Delicious. I, I felt loved. like I was Dr. Jones when I found that because it's like I saw it once. We were on a family yes. vacation. Yes. I know where you're a, going. The middle of fucking nowhere. I think it was like Omaha or like Nebraska, somewhere. And you saw it in the case, and you know it's like, hurry up, you get a soda for the road. And I was like, <laughs> like what is this? <laughs> so I got it, and just remember, like, sipping it as if it was the last bit of moisture on this like life life vessel, and then it's... just obsessed about it after any trip we took. You like, never found it gotta, again, Doctor Slice. Got to find Doctor Slice. I never. I swear. I swear that I'm not. I am piggybacking, but I'm not piggybacking out of like a false memory. But I have for the longest time thought Dr. Slice was a figment of my imagination. No, it's because not. Because I had it once in the same instance same you, thing, like yeah. I was somewhere where they marketed Dr. Slice like St. Louis or something. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I never saw it again. So I was like, that no. must not have been, I must have dreamt it. But that's the thing. How simple are we as kids? Like we can easily get a bottle of Dr. Pepper and a bottle of Orange Slice. We right. could have made our own, but it just never occurred to me to mix because it has to be done appropriately. But the can of Dr. Slice was purple. Yeah, it had the it was like the perfect mix of that brownish purple that is Dr. Pepper and then the purple purple of the slice. Oh, I was thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was thinking slice like because there's an orange slice. That's the traditional slice. Yeah. Grape Maybe slice. Maybe grape slice is hard to come by. So one of the it's things, a rare bird. 
One of the things in Charleston is goof soda. You were talking about gag booze. Yeah. Goof sodas are hot, like as like a like a funny gag gift down there. So they had like ranch dressing flavored soda. Oh god. Dirt flavored soda, grass flavored soda, hot wing flavored soda. Um, but then they also had these crazy old classics, and I was like trying to wean down, so I didn't grab it. I should have. But like knee highs, like they had old bottle like they had something called this was Secret of the Ooze Green Colored, and it claimed to be one of the oldest sodas around called Green River Soda. And it didn't give a flavor. Uh it green. just it just That's said flavor. It just Come said on, it's green. Fruit flavored, which is always a a gamble. Gamble soda. Um but then also something I loved about a down south, and you can get it here. It's only because it's when you're on vacation, visually you see things as seeming uh-huh. out of place or like weird, but it's it's all around you. You just don't notice yeah. it because you're – but I've never seen – like you've had a Red Bull before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or yeah. like an energy drink, like a monster. Have you ever had a monster energy drink? A long time ago. It's so it is sweet. so sweet, so disgusting. It's like Mountain Dew if they just excluded the couple jets of the soda water. Yes, it's yes. It's like Mountain Dew syrup. And Mountain Dew, by the way, is... Which it, I had at your wedding because we had one, Bruno oh, you, and I. You gotta have Dew. Each had a Dew. Woo! Delish. One Dew too many as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I had a half a Dew and that's all I need. I love this stuff, but it is intense. Um... But that's nothing. Like, there's a true, like, Dew culture that I don't even fuck with. Because there's Mountain Dew, fun flavors. These are soda-sized cans. Get them uh. in the bottle. But then there's Tall Boy Dews that look like monsters that literally yeah. are called Dew Black Label. And, like, these <laughs> are, like, so Dew, that's, this is Dew's, like, entry into the energy drink world. Can't which Dew already is. Dew? Yeah. So... Anyways, one thing I noticed was you can get energy drinks the size of 40 ounces. And Shut like up. so if anybody out there's had a Red Bull, a Red Bull's tame. If anybody's had like a mountain ener- mountain what do we say? Monster energy drink or something like those are big and intense. Like these were I, I'll have to post a picture because Meg took a picture with it next to her head for reference. Jesus and it was just like Christ. ooh. The the uh, the intensity of the the beverages we we consume. I don't know. That was that was the intensity of the beverages we consume. Who that's am I? Insane. Bill Bloomberg. Like a forty a forty. That's just like a Red Bull or a Red Bull equivalent. That's, that's too much. Insane. It's like smoking too much weed and then you're not high anymore. You just need that. You need that one, and then when you're coming down, you can take the other. If you suckle one you big don't one need down, that, like at that point, the caffeine doesn't do anything to you. It has the opposite effect. It's like having too much coffee, and then you can't concentrate on the one thing you needed a little pep for. No, yeah, you're just like brain dead. Speaking of brain dead, did you yes. watch the final scene of Cheers? I did. What? Jumped out at you that now, as an adult, you say maybe these writers were real fucking grand and amazing and bolsters your Sam Malone murder theory. I just, I can't. Uh, it's like, it's uh, you're right. I, you told me that, and I rewatched it, and it's horrifying for a different reason because it's equally as scary, but now it's like. Fuck you, you fat piece of shit, for telling me, like, I'm going to die in this bar. That's what I thought. I was like, 
you're trapped in a bar. And he, old he's like, This is you know, this is your first love, Sammy. Always come back to it. Yeah. Disgusting. Here no. is where I'm going with it. Writers, generally smart, generally educated, generally history nerds. History nerds tend to go towards um uh Oh, you're talking the, about the 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 p- p- portrait? Yes. Is that not the history of Jesse James adjusting the portrait? Oh shit. That, right. that yeah. picture looks doesn't uh, I'm thinking of like Shot that, my favorite back. my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies, The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford, Brad Pitt Who's playing Charles Manson, by the way, in the new Tarantino movie about the Sharon Is Tate murders? Is he Manson murders. for sure? It's not for sure, but it's it's being touted. So he goes over and just like he's like giving up, like he sets his gun down and he goes, "That picture looks a little crooked." And he walks over, and I swear to God, Sam Malone walks over. It's a picture of Geronimo. Uh, forgive me if that's not Geronimo, but I'm almost 100 percent sure I'm it is. Pretty sure it's Geronimo. And he adjusts that picture, makes sure it's straight, and walks away. I was like. I don't Into know. Into a dark back room. Yes, but I was like, that is. I I don't if if the murder theory is there. If somebody was writing like this is Sam Malone gets shot in the bar, his love. Uh, what's something for me? What's a treat Easter egg? If I was a writer, I would have that done. And there's also like a sentimentality to it. But I was like, holy shit! Like I got chills when I. You should never get. Ch- Chills when you're watching Cheers. You never get the cheer, the Cheers chills. But um, God, I, the, uh, uh, nothing, nothing. If you ever want to have a good time, by the way, just put in uh, last scenes of Cheers because then on the sidebar of your YouTube, you get the last scene of like every sitcom. So like the last scene of Mash and the last scene of this. It's like oh, that's true. That's, that's like my. Up. I'll be your Huckleberry. Like that's like the best. Like, I love. I love how oh, people. Yeah, I love how people point. decide to conclude sitcoms because it's like it becomes such an entity that you become yeah. so invested in it. Like, how do you end it? Not just sitcoms now, like shows, like the end of Breaking Bad. I've seen that. Epi- I've seen the conclusion episode to Breaking Bad way more than any other episode, and I love dissecting it. Uh, sp- not really spoilers, but the name of the last episode is Felina, and. There's nothing. Felina is a song by Marty Robbins. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Felina. Felina is a character in a song by Marty Robbins um, called El Paso. And oh, right. I love the idea of conclusions. We were talking about it in the last episode that aired when we were talking about the conclusion of this play, Humans, because when somebody's so invested in a show or a play or a production, mm-hmm. the smallest things can have so much meaning. So when Sam adjusts that photo, you also see in that background, like, there's a picture of Coach, and there's, like, a hockey, like, there's all these things, and, like, mm-hmm. but if you're, if you're not careful, you can fall for too much shit. Like, I have processed that show a lot. There's no reason. There's no uh, justification. There's no explanation there's no secret meaning behind naming the episode felina nor starting the episode with that song it's just a great way to start it's just a catchy song and it's like a cool way to start the song's playing and like these sirens are going by and so it's like like it's just it's just fun if you get it's hard to get to a conclusion in my opinion Uh, of course it's easier to conclude something 
because you can often, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, you can conclude it in a number of ways. And the thing about a conclusion, if you've done your job up to that point, is your audience will take it however they want to take it. Look at The Sopranos, for for instance. No, I was just going to say that's a good example because you can't, I I like the Sopranos finale. Yeah. Because it's not finite. Sure. And same with the Cheers one. It's not a f- the final the end. Like no one dies. Right. It's left with that hanging sort of like is Tony going to get shot the way Sam Malone gets shot in the pool room <laughs> that we don't see. But that's the thing. Like that's what makes it great is you get to put whatever you're looking for into it. They allow you to like, well, I think he did. Or I think Ashley actually has a, had a really cool take on the finale. Cause I had seen Sopranos a number of times yeah. before she had watched it. So we had watched it through. She even just watched, she like powered through it and watched the whole series. Sure. And when she got to the last episode, she had heard all the stuff about it and, when, when she's into something, she'll watch an episode and research it. Like you, like she loves to like dissect it and like, why was it called this? And why was it? So she knew all of the sort of like problems people had with the final episode. But when she watched it, she's like, holy shit. Meadow's pregnant. She's rushing and she had it and like, and she pointed it out and I was like, oh yeah, you can see that in this. Like Meadow is late. Like literally she's late for the dinner She's flustered, but in some of the stuff you can see in the episode, in to her, she was like, Meadow is late. She's flustered. She's about to tell Tony and Carmela they're going to have a grandkid. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't recall who she was with at that time either. Uh, the, the skinny guy that wa- sees Vito sucking that dude off. The best. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so she pointed that out and we talked about it and was like, oh, yeah, that would – that changed how I kind of saw the sh- like the future of these characters going because it was like, oh, if Tony finds out he's going to have a grandkid, he's probably going to stop being Tony Soprano. You think so? It's in the capacity that he had had been before. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I love, I love. That's ex. Yeah, but that's Ashley's the thing. Really like it, that. You know, that wasn't said outright, but I was like, oh, if you look at it a certain way, that could be that. So I like. That I like when finales do that. Like I like the end of Breaking Bad because that one was final, but it had to be. Like they had to end it. But with certain oh, yeah. characters, it's like ambiguous. You don't know where they're going to go. Aaron Paul. Uh, what was his name in the show? Jesse. Jesse. I mean, he just that's a very frenetic ending for him. He just drives off laughing like a lunatic. Yeah. You don't know. I mean, uh, come on. He's he's a pr- like. Behind um, Walter White, he's the primary character. You know, he's a principal yeah. character, and he just drives off into the sunset, and he's made a lot of enemies. You could, boom, you could go with that in a heartbeat. Sure. I mean, yeah. He you could c- either go into hiding, or he could fall back into it. You know, like, that's the best part, is, like, he can be whoever you need him to be. Yeah, they wrote Walter White into such an amazing, like, just the and ultimate villain like you kind of have mm-hmm. to but in even though it was final uh because because he is dead don't you conclude that he's dead even though he's shot and bleeding out and laying there he is dead right to me in my mind i he died yeah that's what i thought too. as the camera pulls up i was like as soon as the camera hits the apex i was like that's the moment he dies yeah 
but in my I mean, mind. while that while that has like, I think that might be as far as like build up and um, thoroughness and thoughtfulness and linking all these points together. That might be the greatest. And it was hard getting to the final episode because I was just like, there sure. was a lot of stuff up in the air. But as far as like like payoff for what happens like when you finally see what he's been building and all these connections mm-hmm. and who he's been like trying to get together with this and that and setting everything up like I, that might be the finest final season of any show that I've seen thus far well and I thought it did a good job of like showing like honestly the moment he decided like taking the moniker of the show the moment he decided to break bad Every single person who he encountered with is worse off for having met him. Oh, yeah. Because 80% of them are dead. That's uh, my favorite. Like, drug dealer, drug kingpin, like these people, like, and the scariest guys are worse off for ever having so been good. around this guy. Oh, my and he's God. he's just a dumb teacher. Yeah, yeah, he's just uh, like a, a goofball. Uh uh, my favorite part. I, I is this spoilers? Eh, doesn't matter. The uh, the biggest redemption point for me, and I guess it's it's because she's such a scumbag. Ding, uh, is when she gets the uh, uh, the rice in uh, for in the in the stevia packet. Oh right, yeah. And, and it's not for that. Like you see that she pours the thing. It's that phone call later. Like the like what you want to do to uh-huh. all the people that have wronged you. Like when they're yeah. feeling sick and like, oh, what's going on? You want to be able to get that phone call and be like, how you feeling, dude? How you doing? I put ricin in your stevia. You're going. There's no cure. Yeah. That is that is the worst. There's no cure for it. Ugh. Well, spoilers on that one, but uh, let's see. Eh, if you haven't seen it already, everybody's told you a thousand times to watch it. Uh, I do apologize. I tried to be as vague as possible. I, I, it's worth I the ride, I gave that Stevie away line. Yeah, it's still worth it. But you won't know. They'll forget. Yeah, true. They, come on. We're already an hour 13 in. No way. Yeah, watch Breaking Bad that. so that you can watch Better Call Saul because that show is excellent as well. But first, watch a clip from the recent Dr. Phil show about a woman who's convinced that um, she is Annie from Smooth Criminal. Oh, God. She's obviously mentally unstable, which is Uh not good, of course. Um, But she has been convinced her whole life that Michael Jackson wrote the song Annie about her because Mm -hmm. at the time the song came out, her name is Annie and she was being sure. domestically abused. And during, and this is like, this is pure, like in my mind, psychology one one And my mind is not allowed to say that because I'm not a psychologist, but is when she was in the throes of this abuse, she looked out her window one time and saw a limousine and was like, that's Michael Jackson's limousine. He wrote this. And then the song came out and she's like, Oh my God, right. that limousine, Michael Jackson was looking up, at my house and seeing that right. Annie was abused. So he wrote a song that said, Annie, are you okay? Annie, are you okay? And also it gives your shitty life that you didn't take action to get out of. Not, not like, but I'm saying it gives that time more meaning. Sure. Than just being abused. Like, what'd you get from that time? Getting your ass kicked by the person you love most in the world. Uh, no, you just got a couple black eyes. Like, it's like, no, it was worth it because 
I inspired that song. That song is about me. But she's scumbagging it. It'd be and and that's what I was like. I was like, oh, all right. It, it, it this becomes sad because it it spiraled her life into now she's homeless and stuff because her kids are like, you're not. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. And I was like, why not? Like, my parents say crazy shit all the time. Like, my dad's like, I was partying with Jimi Hendrix in a hotel in Milwaukee once. And I'm like, no, you weren't. <laughs> you probably had a room and he was in the same city. But uh, <laughs> yes. but that would be like if my mom was like, did you know that these boots are made for walking? It was about my boots. I go, oh, yeah, mom, that's great. And in my head, I'd go, you're insane. No, no, <laughs> that's fine. But I was like, why can't her kids be like, yeah, sure, mom, you're Annie. But no, they can't because she's like, I'm not going to work anymore because I want my residuals from Annie. Because that's what she was saying. She's like, I haven't seen a dime from my song. I was like, you don't write that fucking song. You You know how many songs are written about people? Like they that being content doesn't give you credence for. Did Bob Dylan have to give that the hurricane cut a paycheck for him? He got him out of jail. It's so funny you went hurricane, which is an actual person, because I was saying, did Bob did Bob Bob Dylan have to give that Rolling Stone a a nickel every time? <laughs> the Rolling Stones. Every <laughs> the Rolling Stones the Rolling Stones are suing Bob Dylan over the use of oh, That just confused speak, me as a child. Speaking of uh Michael Jackson scumbag and the innocent, I just recently read Paul McCartney finally got the rights back to those Beatles songs that Did he really? Michael Jackson bought out from under him all those years ago. Via his suggestion. Yes. He's like, Michael, the best investment is to buy music because people are going to use it in the future. So he bought the Beatles. I love don't, that shit. I do too. Like, don't tell him that. He's like data. He's like, he will take you, what you're saying to heart. He's like, oh, you are Paul McCartney from the Beatles. I should buy songs. I should buy Paul McCartney's Beatles songs. I re- speaking of data and songs, I heard on a podcast yesterday, so this isn't my own research, but it's something we need to look into. Data, you might know the actor's name. Brent Spiner. Brent Spiner? Spiner. Brent Spiner. Brent Spiner actually put out a record of old classics what do they call them standards Ooh, old, old, old standards. standards old standards and it's called old yellow eyes is back oh he's cashing in on it huh yeah why not he's that's da- what i'm like nimoy there's that great documentary about leonard nimoy on netflix that i saw it it's, it's wonderful yeah so good but it's like don't fight that like if you're data just be data man that's how people you're- go crazy like they can't like like or for example and this is somebody uh um Paul Rubens right yes he has since had a resurgence as his character Pee Wee Herman and when I say since I mean over the last seven years or so right but he there did was that a Broadway show where yeah he which is it. amazing and then he made mm-hmm. the new movie for Netflix and mm-hmm. uh that character is is back in the forefront. But there was a long stretch, and he said this in an interview I saw when he was talking about the Broadway show and how it was getting this popularity um, because he spurned that character for so long because he sure. was like, I'm not Pee Wee Herman. Stop I'm saying Paul I'm Pee Wee Herman. I'm Paul Rubens. But it's like he realized when that Broadway show came back that like all these people that like were calling him Pee Wee and wanted this, they, he had somehow made it in his head because he wanted something else that like they were being insulting to him. Right, as they opposed thought, he to being, thought it was toilet. They're like, "Oh, come on, Doctor Toilet, exactly. come on, Toilety." 
No, they just love that character. So when yeah. he first came back and did the Broadway show for the first night, I think it was in L.A. first. Meg and I actually saw it in mm-hmm. New York. Uh, like he got this crazy standing ovation and like he like got all teary because he's like, oh, that's right. Like I created this, this amazing thing that people can relate to and love. Yeah. And why was I trying to do, like, why was I trying to step away from it for all these years? That being said, had he not stepped away from it, it probably wouldn't have had the same resonance as it came back. That being said, he probably should have stepped away from it professionally, like he did, but he didn't have to bring the emotion, like, he didn't have to emotionally be affected by it. That's how I think people, like, get crushed under the weight of these characters, like happens to all these kid stars all the time. You know, like, they... George Reeves, that dude, that the first guy to play Superman on right. screen, yeah, just got—he's a mediocre actor, okay-looking dude. Just the the weight of being Superman to people, and like in his mind, it didn't. Now it's 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 hard for us to like, yeah, sure. Look I know look at the world through his eyes because it's like look at Robert Downey Jr. He's played Iron Man for ten years. Which is great, and he's great at it. People love him. Robert Downey Jr. loves doing it. Yeah. He's respected. Whereas back in that time, playing Superman on a TV show in black and white, they were like, oh, like he was Dr. Toilet. People yeah. were calling him Superman as like. <laughs> Super <in> Toilet. That- <laughs> and that, but that's also a thing of res- like, but he then blamed that. On why he, because he was going up. I I heard something recently on on this story because it's a pretty fucked up, fascinating story. The 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 conclusion of the story is he committed suicide. That's the that's what's in the books. Yeah. But there's very bizarre factoids around all this about like that he may have like a weird sexual triangle. Like he may have been actually murdered. Yes, because there's all these like evidence of like bullet holes and floors and stuff. And then the response to that is like, no, he would, he was a bad, he was bad at cleaning his gun. So he often shot into his own floor in his bedroom. And it's like Yosemite Sam. Like what the fuck? I, I'm, but, but thank God for bumbling police. Cause that's what keeps me going. Cause I, I have to admit I do. Oh, yeah. I, while I feel bad for, um, people that have unsolved crimes, but at the same time, I don't, you're dead. You're, you're, you're a fly now or something um, yeah. uh, uh, for unsolved case, I guess more for the family, but like uh, bumbling police, like it's responsible for all conspiracy theories are not because oh, it's just shot intricate work. planning. Yeah. It's only no. because of shoddy police work. That's what yep. happened with JFK. That's yep. what happened yep. with this George Reeves thing. Um, man, what Oklahoma city, like there's still like nine people out there that, People like Tout are convinced that, uh, I, of course, I'm in Oklahoma. I was like, why am I thinking yeah. Oklahoma City? Because last pod- podcast on the left just did like a great four part series. If you want to hear it, it's all bumbly, but there's or, it's all bumbly or, police. Or, the best one is John Bonet. Yeah. Oh my God, that's the ultimate one. Yeah. Well, it might be. I I, I don't know enough old timey police cases, but nothing beats old timey police work. Like uh, John Mulaney does a great bit about like old old detectives like before they had forensics and stuff where they're like get to a police scene like mop up all this blood you idiot somebody's gonna fall (laughs) but um i mean they're back in the day with all the crime of the century uh, chicago pd legged it out to get leopold and low they they managed to get that one they did all right on that one did they not 
No, that's what I'm saying. Like that one was not botched, which it really could wasn't. have easily been botched because all it hinged on was that one pair of glasses that, that they found. That pair of goddamn rich kid glasses. Or they didn't even found. Wasn't it like a, a hunter or somebody? A guy yep. with his dogs? Yeah, so technically that was botched. They were all over the scene, and then last minute somebody found these glasses. And decided not to keep them for himself. Which I would have done. Because it's the, t- what was it, the 20s? No. Earlier? Yeah, it was the 20s. 20s. Those expensive glasses, like, that's material stuff back then. Like, now everything's made out of, like, polyurethane and plastics. Like, literally nothing is worth anything anymore. Like Everything's just, it's artificial value. Products are all garbage. But back then, in the 20s... Especially the only reason they found Leopold and Lowe, if you're not familiar with it, it's called The Crime of the Century. It's basically these two... Weird rich kids in Chicago in the early 20s, just not really friends with anybody, but from both from affluence, decided that they, because they're so smart and so rich, they could get away with murder. Yep. So they planned this murder, and what they did basically is they took one of these guys' cars, and it was in a rich neighborhood. They stopped near a school, and they grabbed a kid that they kind of knew from the younger school because it was at private school as i recall so they it was, had it was one, of the kids, so. it was one of their cousins it was one of their cousins one of their cousins because so he, like, he was he was an afterthought sorry i didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you yeah no 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 i was just trying to put it together so he was their cousin he they said get in the car and would they just beat him to death right strangled it, him they put acid on his face or that was after the fact like to get away with the ultimate murder like they're literally playing uh, if you want to see a great movie um alfred hitchcock made a movie based on this case many all right what's the name of the book that this uh you would borrow to me it's wonderful uh, uh, about this case it's called crime of the century okay so uh i can't credit the author to that but check out it's going to be the first leopold Lowe book that comes up if you love true crime it's, it's I can't recommend book. it enough. It's been my brain doesn't hold knowledge because it's been too many years since I read it. But I, I remember very much enjoying it. There's a wonderful American experience on it mm-hmm. uh, documentary. And then Alfred Hitchcock made a movie based on it called Rope. Oh, uh, yeah, it's an excellent movie, it, which is fantastic. Jimmy Stewart's in it. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Um, uh, let's think. Uh, anyways, so. Uh, so they, they, these kids, they're rich. They start, they realize that they're so smart. They're smarter than everybody else. That there's a, what is that? Narcissism, egotism. They start, they start butt effing. Uh, yeah, they, they like to touch. They, oh my each god, each other. Touch that unibrow, that one. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, so they try and get away with this murder and. The weird thing is they do they should have gotten away with it no doubt about it. They were yeah, yeah. they were smarter or at least they had the um the type of connections and like nobody was going to come after these kids. No, but it that's was... the thing. The one thing the the affluence is what killed them is because so they murdered their cousin. They like Hunt said they mutilated him, poured acid on his face, did everything they could to hide the like the Dump identity it outside of the body. Of Chicago, yeah. And they went out like out in the sticks along the, the Great Lake and just dumped him in the bulrushes and went back into town. So, like, this guy that was walking his dogs, I recall, finds him out there and finds the and the one piece of evidence that tied them to this is that one of them had some of those purse-nez, like, tiny, they sit on the bridge of your nose, yeah. like, super effete rich guy glasses. Rich and guy they glasses. were so expensive that 
only one person in the city made them and and only two people were contacted by this eyeglasses maker to make them. So they went to the first guy and he's like, no, I'm a rich guy. I'm out of town. I've been on business and they're right here. And then they went to the house of, I forget whether it was Leopold or Lowe. Yeah. And he was like, I don't know what happened to him. And that was it. That was it. That he just had regular old polyurethane fucking Coke bottle shit glasses like the rest of us. Or had that farmer been one of us? Because I was going to say, like, back then, a pair of glasses, you do two things. Pop out those lenses, go to the glass guy. What do you give me for these? Two bits? Amazing. I found these. You got the frames. The frames are, like, made out of, you know, they probably got some silver in there. Tortoise shell and gold. Like, just super opulent, weird You're going to melt this down? Beautiful. Another two bits. Like, I, I know I would have. Or... I was I was so poor so that I would have worn these glasses that would have impaired my vision, but it would have still been like, you know, like I would obviously be skinny because I was so poor, so I couldn't have like the fat belly of affluence. So I just had these glasses and be running into <laughs> hey, things. Ma, like, look at me! How are you? I'm an egghead. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then you get arrested for the murder because you have the course, glasses on. Of course. Yep. <laughs> like, wait a minute. Oh man. Oh, but I was gonna say. Uh, it was hubris killed the beast, and that's not a saying, but it was there, like, these guys, they ended up commit, kidma- kidnapping their cousin and murdering him, uh-huh. right? Yeah. He yeah, was yeah. not their intended victim. It was going to be a victim from that school, but if, like, you don't, like, right off the bat, they've, they've planned this perfect murder. Yeah. And yet, last minute, they instantly botched it from the beginning because... They didn't wait till the next day. Like they were gonna kidnap this kid. They go they around the corner. They have a Hagen. They needed a third wheel. And it needed to be a Hagen. They needed a Hagen. That's right. Like, wait a minute. This third eye blind CD was only yeah. owned by two people. <laughs> Need a Hagen. Um, but yeah, they. So like the first thing about murder, and I don't think this is a thing, but from what I've seen in forensic files, if you want, or for anything, if you want to get away with murder. You don't murder and you don't murder within your own family because you're instantly a suspect. You don't murder your cousin because they're going to talk to you, right? That instantly links you. Oh, yeah. I was just speaking to forensic files. I was like, oh, this this one will give Hans the old heebie-jeebies because we have numerous times talked about that the time where you let your guard down, and you're like, fuck it. I got away with it. Oh, so no. I just recently watched a forensic file. It was, you know, it starts. This family is moving. It's in New Jersey. This family's moving out of a a, a house, and they're cleaning uh-huh. it out. And they have like an underspace below the house, and it's just been there forever. They're moving their shit out. It was like a cruddy underspace that I assume floods. Sure, the floor looked gross. So they just have like old bikes and shit down. They're moving it out. No, and the guys moving stuff were like. God damn, there's a barrel down here. Sure. Flower factory. And they're like, we can't. Plastic we can't, flower factory. Yeah. Yeah. Can't move it. And they like take it out to the street and they're like, God damn, this is heavy. And they open the can and it's just a fucking body sludge. Mummified body. Smullif- mummified person who's like flesh turned into slime. Oh, God. So they like trace it back. This family's like, that the fucking thing's been here since we lived here. And they chase, you know, like. Who lived there the for the last work. 60 years before them? And they find out the guy who lived there first, and they do the tests on the barrel, and they find out there are all these little plastic pieces in there. Oh, God. And they're oh, like, these God. are the plastic pieces for color, and they do it. 
And it's like, oh, this is from this plant that makes fake plastic flowers. Who worked here? Oh, he had a maid. They were able to, like, do this thing where there, there was an ID in there, but it was just... So slimed away. Slimed away from, like, acid and body sludge. They got it back, found the lady's name, found her relatives, like, in El Salvador. Her mother. And she was like, she worked for this guy, and they go to his house in Florida and interview him. Too much. And he's like, yeah, yeah, uh... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about it. They left and he shot himself. Blew his fucking brains out. I remember in a, in his boat. He had a boat, and this guy was like in the twilight, right? He was like he was eighty like years 70, old. Yeah, he was like eighty years old. He had and lived. He deserved. Like he finally got years. what he deserved. Yeah. No, I, I'm glad he got it, but just that, like that. Excuse that, me, sir. That's another. I remember that episode very vividly because uh, it was some serious. Like talk about bumbling crimes to the forensic now because the way they got the name off yeah. that ID is they used they always have a name for this machine like a radial spectrometer. Yeah, but, it is like a spectrometer, something something like that. So they have this ID and what they do is they just shoot different colors of light at it, different lights, different parts of the spectrum. And then mm. luckily one of those spectrums it reflects off and they got it. Like they got a name off of it like Hundreds of different, like, t- like different variations of light is, like, incredible. Yeah, I saw that. And the wife was like, what's going on, Hank? Going to the boat. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing years. with your gun, Hank? God. Oh, uh, yeah. Just, you just get caught early, man. I don't know what's better, get caught earlier. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, obviously, I, I, there's there's a million forensic files, and I've got a handful that, dance around in the soft part of that my one's brain. just so like because it's like you, your family moved around my family moved around it was like we've lived in some dumpy like rental apartments and it's like i just knew it, it as like what's that weird barrel eh, it's just been here forever just yeah, the thought exactly. of like what's that old hope chest not ours somebody yep. else is like the fact that there was probably like there's not but like there's a body in there sure that no one knows about and you've just been living above this Cast iron casket. Yep. The fuck out of here. It's like it's like what happens, um, speaking of, when we're down in South Carolina. Often, very often, um, because a lot of people are building property out where um, uh, my brother has property and, and the people are building houses and you have to get permits and you have to ex- excavate, but you already purchased the property. And a few mm-hmm. people have gotten totally fucked uh, and rightfully so. It's like uh, because what happens if they start digging and building their property and they dig and they find it's as uh, American slavery was genocide. It was they have b- dug upon a um, slave burial ground oh, and geez. the state has deemed that um, I don't know what you would call it, um, but it's a permitted land where all of a sudden you own this land. But congratulations, sir! You own a you own a slave cemetery, and you're not allowed to. Proud owner of a a mass grave, and you're not allowed to build anything on it because nothing can be moved. Rightfully so, Uh I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, But what? How are you going to sell that property? Because you're not allowed to build on it. Now you just own uh, a piece of property that can't be touched. Just put a lofted house over it. Let's yeah, yeah. (laughs) just sell tickets. You just want to live above a cemetery? I could handle that. 
Airbnb that shit. Airbnb. Oh, Ghost Hunter. Is that a trademark thing? Can you? There must be a service out there oh, God, that's yeah. Airbnb just for haunted places. I was gonna say I saw like just it. It's especially in that like Charleston, New Orleans, like the South, like these places old with old buildings. Like oh, yeah. New York is tough because it's just New York turns it over, turning shit's over, built yeah. on top of shit. So like yep. nothing really stays all that long. But like just talking to people and seeing stuff, there's always like haunted shit everywhere. You know, like we went into a bar and this lady was telling us a story about how that, you know, like there's a ghost. Speaking of, and we'll touch on it when next we meet with Henning, Henning and I uh, uh, and Meg and Aaron, we went to uh, Fort Sumter. Some, Would you go to the actual Sumter. fort? Yeah, we went out there. Oh, nice. And we're walking around and underneath the fort, is where the cannons are, like, to shoot out. And Meg and I are down there. It's kind of dark. It's, like, steamy. And there's this, like, turn. It's just pitch black. And it's like, what is that, a hallway? To turn down the hallway. I was like, ugh. So we turn down. You go, and it's just, like, one of those things where it's, like, you go around as though it's going to go down a hallway, but it just goes down, like, 10 feet and stops to Mm -hmm. another brick wall. So it's just a darkened enclave. So I'm just down there. And then I was like, Meg, take a picture. Uh, and so she takes a picture of me in there, right? Uh, yeah. And then she's like, Ugh, I felt something on my neck. And so I was like, uh, okay. So anyway, so the the thing with uh, uh, iPhones now is when you take a picture, it has a feature called Live. So uh-huh. you hold your thumb down on the picture. And the way all digital cameras work is it actually takes a little video and oh, then just like gives just you a- the freeze. So it just shows you actually about two seconds of the picture when you started taking it and when it finished it. And then mm. your camera decides on which was the, the best standard, like the most stationary motion. And that's your still yeah. image. So she clicks on, she puts her thumb down on the live because the image just shows me with the flash lighting me up in this dark mm. little thing. And the image <coughs> she puts on a live, it's just like, the camera's finding me, and then all of a sudden, as though like somebody knocks the camera out of her head or out of her hand, the camera just like the lens like shifts and just starts looking at a uh, a brick like floor. No reason for what? it. It's just her taking a picture of me, and yeah. that's the still shot. But when you live yeah. it, it's on me, and then it just goes Shit! and just goes to a brick wall for whatever reason. So I was like, that's pretty weird. And then that's we'll have to put weird. it up. That Henning, two two great minds think alike in a historical uh, uh, monument. Henning did the same thing uh, with Aaron did, separately. Did we weren't together. The skeptic got in there, and they were looking. They didn't see anything. But I scanned in, and I saw a little little dust. Ooh, what do they orb? call those? An orb, yeah. So might have found some haunting. But more haunting is the way this goddamn son of a bitch. So we were the last. You take a ferry out there and uh-huh. a ferry back, and we were the last ferry to go out. And one of the, um, uh, who, uh, what would you call them? The guys that, uh, rangers? I guess park ranger because mm-hmm. it's a national monument. One of the rangers is like, as the last ferry, 15 volunteers get to help me lower the flag uh, and fold the flag. So I got up there and I, I, I like got my little tiny corner, but there was probably like 16 of us. So I guess I wasn't f- strong enough. And I started, we start folding the flag An old mm. <laughs> Afghan, Afghani vet. Yeah. Right to my left was like, no, 
you got to put red to red on the first fold. And I was like, all right, fine, fine. I don't know this. He's like, get the crease. And then we fold again. He's like, it's not white to white. It's white to half red. And I was just like, that's it. That's enough. So I got pushed out. But um, <laughs> what an, I love the, uh, there, there is still a twist, not as bad as I experienced in New Orleans, where it is not the Civil War, but it is still considered by many the War of Northern Aggression. And there is definitely yeah. some bent on uh, on on why that war was waged, uh, but it is what it is. It's still like a big old fuck you on Fort Sumter to that old Ameri- the old red, white, and blue over it, baby. Oh, yeah, riding high, riding high. Edward Ruffin, that name sound familiar? Edward Ruffin, Ed- Edmund no. Ruffin. He you'll you see a picture of him, you go, oh yeah. It's like that old. So Edmund Ruffin is the guy who's credited with firing the first shot of the Civil War. Okay, sure. He is like you know you see those old pictures of John Brown and he's just not there, like yeah, amazing, yeah, yeah. amazingly not there. Just like those are the craziest eyes ever, and he's one of those. He's got this long, long, luscious white mullet, like because that wasn't even the style at the time. You know, like the style at the time was like no. kind of short, greasy hair with. Facial hair. He's clean yeah. shaven with like Doc Brown esque, like wispy <laughs> white hair down his back. I was like, of course that guy fired the first shot on Fort Sumter, uh, as Meg Fort, would not like. For not from Fort Sumter. Fort Sumter. So Meg on. is saying that the first shot should not be credited as happening at Fort Sumter, but should be credited as happening but- like by Fort Bunk or something like like the fort that was on the coast. Of course they didn't. It didn't have a cool name. It was like literally like but that's literally fort the shot that started the war. Like they're yeah. not arguing like, oh, what's the first shot from Fort Sumter? No, it was old crazy eyes Doc Brown. That's like let's get him <laughs> exactly. Which oh yeah, because the South fired on Fort Sumter because Fort Sumter was now a Union a base union, within yeah, was the, a- within the Confederacy. They don't like Lincoln down there, I'll tell you that much. Still, Dirty Link. No one either. Well spoke, handsome, <laughs> great movie. Just throw, throw it in your face. I, I will tell you one thing. I loved Charleston. It's a beautiful city. Uh, 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 really, really super nice people. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly exaggerating like the sympathies to the South. It was more like how, oh, you, yeah, yeah. how you read things. Like You read like a little caption in a museum, and you go... As a bend to it, I don't, I don't necessarily appreciate, but I'm also not from here, and and what is what it is. It was never anything as verbose as like, it wasn't about slavery, yeah, um, right. <laughs> you know. It, but uh, I will say a deal breaker for me about being down there would have to be the t- heat, temperature, heat, the way it is down there. It's too much for me. I'm, I don't have the constitution for it. I'm literally covered in, it's not just the heat, it's the heat and humidity. This is dad talk, by the way, until I'll I'll twist it to psychosis. Let's play the little jingle for dad talk. Bills, bills, pay your bills, put on your jeans and mow the lawn. Who touched the thermostat? (laughs) Where's the remote? (laughs) Where's the remote? Um... It's that, but it's in combination. I I'm just some people are more sensitive to bug bites or bugs, and yeah. I'm one of them. So a combination so of bug bites and hot, sticky heat, humidity, and New York's hot. Like actually, it rained today, 
and people and I think that's the only thing that stopped New York from exploding from what I experienced because it had gone through like a pretty severe heat wave um but the heat in New York is yes it's hot but it's not as humid and there's no there's bugs here there's the there's the oh, bugs yes. that you read read a book with at night yeah like there's roaches but there's not like just the little bites not the bites New York bugs are just gross looking yes they don't and do that's the, what's yeah. offensive about them yes mosquitoes bed bugs awful but not not like yeah ashley got killed i got annihilated i got annihilated the entire time we were down there and the thing about charleston is it gets hotter when the sun goes down there's no That's reprieve when the, no. I experienced it most and realized it most and then uh, dwelled on it the entire rest of the time I was there when we were on that rooftop on July 3rd because I was like, Ooh, oh, it's so right, hot. Yeah. And then the sun went down and what went with it was just the breeze. So the temperature literally went up. So unless you have AC, which everybody did, but there's no reprieve. And so Meg and I on the way back, we camped in Virginia the temperature Oof, yeah. was slightly more moderate because we were a little farther north. We were like five hours, mm-hmm. six hours north of Charleston, but it's still that hot. So we're in a tent. We get going. We get the tent set up. I'm all bug bit. I'm still getting bug bit, but I don't have that reprieve of like taking a shower and then you sure, know, yeah. put on a little liberal. This is old Union Union boy Fauntleroy. Put on a little calamine, get in bed, nice, <laughs> ooh, nice chilly AC. Ooh, the sheets you are get so into chilled. a hot, steamy tent, and there's nothing like it. Just the heat is trapped. You're scratching. So literally, I pulled all night. About every half hour, I walked through the woods to the the shower house. Got under a cold shower. Didn't towel off. Just put back on my sweats hunkered back to my tent and laid down and let the water evaporate off. Got about 10 minutes of sleep. And then, cause it was just so uncomfortable and not just cause of the heat, but because I'd been bit up for the last two and a half weeks right. that like, yeah, yeah. it was like some of those bites, like where you're like, I can't keep scratch. I literally have open wounds, like, like a fiend, like you're an adult. Don't scratch your bug bites, but I couldn't yeah, help yeah. it because of the heat and I couldn't sleep. But then there's another technique where you just rub hard on your bug bites. Just give it the hard rub until like you make that part of your dermis numb. I did that on my heel and I literally like a, a, a methamphetamine addict. I rubbed away the skin from my heel. So now I have like this big old round. Burn, of it's like, like a burn patch. It's a burn patch. Yeah. I have oh, road rat. Uh, it's nasty. So that is like. I don't know if I, I I'm I do know that I'm I'm way too soft and yes in the Ernie way but also if you're a soft Ernie in the head, what's like a soft Ernie if you're just a a puss I don't know a puss I don't I don't know what it is, but I'm soft in that way too so I don't know if I got the chutzpah to be down there in that kind of weather and I grew up in South Dakota and we get pretty rough yeah. mosquitoes in the summer, but I don't remember them yeah. being just like I will say like. South Dakota extremes in weather. It gets inhumanly cold in the winter. Yeah. And gets really hot in the summer. Like, it hits high 90s, hundreds. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's a classic dad line. It's like, 
it's not humid. It's just dry. The dry so heat. It's just, I'll take it any it's day. It's just hot, hot. Yes. Like you can feel it on your skin. You're like, I can feel my skin cooking. Yeah, yeah. But you're not like you're not being braised. <laughs> like that's a, like, Oh man. Yeah, that humidity, man, is interesting. That southern like everything about the south makes sense when you're down in that for an extended amount of time. You're like, I get it. This all makes sense to me. Yeah. Why you don't want to work? It's not it's it's not a choice. It's just when it's that hot, humid, muggy, you gotta be fucking nice to people, and you gotta just you be just a little more gotta, chill. Like, just there's no use in hurrying because yep. you're just sweaty and gross already. Cocktails like, just, on the porch, just do it up. Like moving slow. Of course, you're gonna move slow. There's no need. Nobody's nobody. Nobody's rushing around there. I will say the one thing I noticed. I think it's the heat because everybody is kind of. It's all we're all the same temperature. So we're all swimming through the same – everything feels like body heat. No one has a sense of fucking space. Okay. There were so often – like I was walking around. We'd be at a coffee shop. We'd be in a bar and I'd be standing and like going to go somewhere and someone would just step right out in front of me. Oh, yeah. Like inches away. Like just cut you off or right behind you, like right between me and Ashley and just like boom, boom, boom. And it's not because they're moving fast and just like – you just – I feel like that sense gets worn out of you because every – everything feels the same. It's all yeah, it the same doesn't, temperature. Yeah. You're like, not raising anybody's body temperature. That's interesting. I also – I do think that's a bit of like a – like eh, life is – Maybe it's life me is, as a New Yorker. Th- I'm very yeah. conscious of space, my space to your space. Even th- if I'm on my phone listening to music, the quote-unquote most oblivious person on the planet – I still somehow have a sense of where your space is and where my space I is. I think that's very much a city thing. I, I completely agree. Like, yeah, yeah, like closeness, close talkers, like or like yeah, it's 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 because I think you you do this is this is not like uh touting New Yorkers. It's just like you just get a sense. You just doesn't matter how put together somebody looks. You've seen you've seen the guy in the clean su- cut suit like Late for work, and then somebody bumps him, and he's like, "I'll fucking kill you!" Yeah, yeah. you're just like, "Okay, everybody's ready to go off at any minute." So it's the like it's like when everybody used to carry. Everybody should still carry derringers. That's what they. That's why everybody was polite back then, because you didn't know you didn't. Or I don't know if everybody's polite. If you're a gunslinger, you're just waving your dick around. But everybody was a little more like evening, ma'am. Like, cause you didn't, cause you didn't know if she had a goddamn derringer in her panties, you know? And those, they're, they're dainty, but those are the, those are the worst. Get a derringer shot in the gut. gut, Bullet stays in there. You're done. You're dead. You die. Just a slow, painful death. Yeah. Those, uh. cause she's not going to shoot you in the face with the derringer. She's going to graze your heart. (laughs) Although I think, I think for how, um, accident prone and like, uh, just all the times I've had like whiskey or sh- weird shit like spit at me and like why did that happen to me? I think that's how I would have went in the West. How did Hans die? Derringer in the face, right in the fucking yeah, cheek. Of course. What did he do? Called some woman a a jerk. <laughs> hey, you're a jerk. Derringer in the face. Called her a cheat at cards, and they weren't even playing cards. Hey, you seem like a cheater. Ugh. Oh, what was I going to say? Uh, 
close talking. Oh, no, we, 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 uh, when next we meet, I'm sure we'll discuss the wedding pod that I put out as a little segment, quote unquote segment last oh, nice. episode. Is that attached to the last yeah. one? I haven't want, listened to the, this week's yet. Oh yeah. Uh, so, uh, if you, if you want, you can listen to the last episode, which is actually an episode you and I recorded last October that never got put out. And then at the end, I'm listening to it just kind of make sure it's like cleaned up and there wasn't some part i missed where we got like cut off or something and the end we go oh yeah we need henning to put a segment henning put a segment here and then of course because we have no vision we go yeah what a great segment so i was like all right well that's where i can put this wedding thing because the wedding thing is weird for so many reasons it's about 20 minutes there's there's uh uh there's audio issues because somebody's just like brushing the microphone for, seemingly so the, like i had to contend with that i'm trying to think who that was it might have been justy because he was falling asleep so it might have been like brushing That's in what his I was beard thinking. or I was something like, he um, was doing his like half sleep half awake so justy and mitch get going on a crazy rant about women actors and then oh, there's yeah, kids yeah. in the room so there's also of course a level of like civility that doesn't necessarily have to be there otherwise and of course they're the ones who have like the best jokes because they come in there's like a crazy joke my nephew eli says about aliens um and then uh there's an audience there so that's a new level of like not an audience it's not an audience be fine in front of an audience but it's like people that have been out in the heat all day and they're sitting back and it's like because of all these other elements the the core jerks can't get like a momentum going so it's very weird and then i come in and if you didn't think it could have get weirder or more kiboshed i come in and it's like hey how's everybody doing everybody's like we're we're done we don't want to say we're done but we're done <laughs> i know this isn't a big promotion for the thing but you listen to it we'll talk about it when next we meet henning uh ashley was actually was like i'm curious to hear it she's like hans had one of the best zings Oh, with, about towards her, right? And towards her, yeah. yeah. I thought that was good. Uh, I, I will, I will toot the old zinghorn on that one. Tooting the zinghorn. Speaking of, we've been tooting, tooting the, zinghorn the zinghorn for almost uh, a couple hours. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. We were kind of supposed Easing to get, back into we were it. Kind of supposed to get two in, but I, I, I like this as a single. We'll just have to. We're living single, baby. Living which I, which single. I nastily. I sometimes, man, you get you don't want to listen to these things too far after recording them, because I nastily living single was that the name of the sitcom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, Casey, what's that Fox show with the black lesbians? I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Me? Ah, why? Why would I even? There's no need. But that's how it's filed in your brain. It's not necessarily a negative thing. It's just like that's your free association to get to where you're going. I guess. Oh yeah, the black lesbian show. I mean, which and there's nothing wrong with a black lesbian show, of course, but that's not the caveat. That was a funny show. That's not the caveat that needs to be put upon that show. Um, man, I don't know. I I hit a few things, and and we certainly have a lot more to hit. So, you got anything else, Case? No, I got some stuff. But Casey it's Sin, like, it Vitamin Sin, Vitamin Sin. Uh, just stuff that it's not timely. We can wait for Hen. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll pop a we'll pop a couple more and. Uh, when next me- we meet, it will be the anniversary. Anniversary. Oh yeah, because yeah, we'll some... So this one will come out first. This one will. Okay, cool. <laughs> we shouldn't end it like that. Because why? But we, it is. <laughs> okay, I cool. 
Yeah, man. Oh, Pepsi Cokes. Oh, I didn't get All into right. my wonderful topic, golf, fun or no. Ooh, that sounds. We need a skeptic to weigh in on that. Bills, one. bills, mowing the bills, lawn. The Go and pay like- your green fees. Give <laughs> <laughs> golf. Where's the amount? You get. We got to record a jingle, and that's the the end. Is the oh, we'll get Meg. Yeah, we could use a new jingle. Hey, maybe for the anniversary. That I'll ask Meg to uh, record a dad jingle for us. I can write something up. Jeans, jeans. All right, all right, all right. Now we're we got to think of it. a couple jingles. We got to think of a couple jingles. A spicy jingle, dad, dad jingle. Pepsi, a sin jingle. Jerk, jerk sin. Jerk. That's sin. when it gets spicy. Jerk sin. Jerk sin. Uh, what was that? Uh, jerk cinnamon. Oh, man, we had like an old like tag that was like something. Duh. It doesn't matter. Jerk sin. Uh, you know. By the way, I guess I can end it with this. And I, I, I don't know. I can't believe I've. Uh, you know, when Facebook puts up memories, mm-hmm. I forgot to mention this, uh, but Facebook over Father's Day and it's like, I I still think it's funny, but I, I now think it's like, uh, I, I don't think anything's inappropriate, but I can see my dad going like, what the fuck? So for Father's Day, we always posted, um, oh, dad. hey, dad, which yeah. on its own is fine. It, it's a, it's yeah. a, it's, I, I love it. It's a funny video. I can post it for those. I want to see it. Uh, it's a, it's like a, a very dad centric. It's kind of cute, but I prefaced it for a happy Father's Day. Do you know what I'm getting at here? Oh God! I re- is it the the jerkimation with the guy? No, or is that Mother's that Day? That was that was boobs. That's how boobs okay, ended again. Was, okay. Totally inappropriate. Yeah. But this just started with like very um, uh, iMovie ish, just like Ken Burnsy and Pan into like. A, a picture of ties, neckties, like, oh, that's the gift you get your dads. Uh-huh. And it just says, happy Father's Day to all our dads from the jerk practice. Thanks for not molesting us. And then it goes <laughs> into dad. I was just like, I was like, wait, oh, that, that's so like on the nose inappropriate. I kind of like it, but I, I did not, I did not post that memory this year. I don't know if that's a growing up thing or a. What kind of thing that is? But I mean, we we have a few versions of dad without the thank you for no molest. Sure, of course, of course, yeah, yeah, we have plenty, plenty. But and what was Father's Day two months ago? I don't know. That's yeah. where my calendar is. It's all well fucked up. Well, I gotta, I gotta, I don't have to be anywhere actually, but uh, I'm sure our listeners do. Uh, I think they probably do. Well, hopefully they were working out. They just got a hearty two hour workout. There you go, guys. Just ran a marathon. Little sin in, you got the sin in. Pepsi sin. Or Pepsi fire. Coke sin. Jerk sin. Coke sin. Pepsi Cokes. Pepsi Cokes with the nerd top. What would the citrus, real quick, what would the citrus be? And in Sierra what? Mist, by the way, I don't buy it. Not good enough? No, it, hack it? it came in too late. Why do you need it? You already have 7 Up and you have oh, Sprite. Oh, true, yeah. What the hell is Sierra Mist for? And who puts that out? Was that was Sierra Mist trying to? I feel like it edged Seven Up out. It's Coke, I think. And no, maybe it's, it's Pepsi. You're right. So who owns Dr Pepper? Because I remember Dr Pepper always being like that third syndicate. You have Coke, I think Pepsi, Seven Up used to be its own thing. I think so too, right? Yeah. So, so I think Seven Up. There was a schism. Well, the Seven Up the, schism. The so Seven what, Up dot craze. I guess it would just be a Seven Sprite. Seven missed. Sierra Sevens. 
That sounds like a cocktail. Give me a Sierra 7. Give me a Sierra 7. That's true, but people who order 7 and 7s get kind of a sandy butthole if you don't have 7-Up. Yeah, they sure do, don't they? Come on. Nobody has. Here's a little thing out there. Even if the bartender nobody has. You got 7-Up on your gun? No, it's the generic Sprite. Of course. Nobody, and, and maybe you have Sprite because a lot of people are hooked up with the Coke. I don't know any freaks that are hooked up with the Pepsi, like as far as bars go. With the Do seven, does 7-Up exist anymore? Are we talking about That's a, a great a, question. A, I don't know. Because Wild Cherry 7-Up was delicious. Brand? And they had the craze with the, remember when the, the Spot, the 7-Up Spot that used Nintendo to wear game. shades? Yeah, like how does that marketing is insane to me? That spot was like bigger than Jesus for a minute. That's probably oh, how it yeah. got. That's how it had its downfall. Seven Up Spot said it was bigger than Jesus. Shades. <laughs> we had that video game. It had its own video game, and so did the Noid. God, I love like crazy marketing. Cheetos, Cheeto, Chester Cheetah's own game. Yeah, but Chester Cheetah's a cheetah. This is a geometrical shape. They just put it's sunglasses on it. It's a dot. Yeah, it's true. It's crazy. God, somebody's genius for that. Remember that dancing Coke can with the sunglasses? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yes. Play a tune, just dance. Uh, well, you know what we should do for Henning? Do a segment on how many non, like, how many mascots have had their own video games. Oh, that's good. I won. Uh, yeah, there's, oh man, that's a great, that's a great question. Of course, now my, my mind's a little flat, but I, I can think I'm going to Super Nintendo uh, and I can think of a couple. Yeah, I'll come up with that. I'll make a note. All right. Uh, a lot of inside baseball here. Oh, yeah. You can see how the how the bills get paid. Yeah. Bills, bills. <laughs> bills, bills, bills. Always, <laughs> always. Tea time, tea time. Don't touch smile at her. <laughs> Turn off that video game. <laughs> Turn off that podcast. <laughs> my uh, did you hear the probably not because I, I i don't know why I oh no the 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 tag of your your dad and your your nephew yeah oh yeah really? so good so I, weird i've never so strange i've never seen uh, like my dad's a big guy and he's 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 been through it all he's been through it all like you don't see ex- you partied si- with hendrix <laughs> yeah exactly man he's like the forrest gump he went to space with uh, gene simmons um uh, but i like it, it it's like kind of like what i do like when i see a piano i kind of have to jingle a few of the ivories yeah. even though it instantly is annoying Got no as business, much annoying yeah. for me as everyone around cuz sure. i can't play piano but I saw him peer around the corner, so I set up my podcasting station in my sister-in-law uh, Andrea's office, and the door was just cracked a bit, and like, I saw his face, and all I had to do was go in the other room, because I was going to pod with you, and I was with Verno at the time, and all it took was me for to go out, I was going to get some water, get a cup of coffee, and I came back in, he had mic on, he had Break headphones it on, it was just like... It's ready to go. He doesn't know what a podcast are. Like I've always talked about, I've, we've mentioned on here a few times, like, like, Oh, I hope this will be funny. Cause my mom won't like hearing, they don't have any idea. They're like, how do you do, how do you get a podcast? I was like, I'm not telling you there's no need. <laughs> Cause you'll find it. Then. Yeah. And, and yeah, if I give you, and you still probably won't find it, but there's no need. There's no need for this for you. <laughs> Some things are just better left. 
Alone. Better left for you to cold tag on. Even you're even tagged in an episode and you don't need it. <laughs> you know, you just don't. Because he's gonna shoehorn his way in. He's gonna get Verno. He and Verno are gonna have the a podcast. It would be. It did. I will say it did. Uh, no offense, Dad, <laughs> but it did. Uh, and 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 others that managed to toot on the old mic. There takes a. I'm I'm not touting myself as a personality or a podcaster or in any regards other than uh, I take on personalities and we podcast. Uh, I certainly yeah. listen to much more well-produced. Now I'm going to sound like a moron doing this podcast and, and people like the Bill Burke podcast can go and go and go. Um, throw somebody on a mic that, you know, like uh, without an intention or a road to go or a, Mm-hmm. You you go. There's a little finesse to this. There's sure. because that little five minute segment at the end, I edited that down from like forty five minutes. Ooh, that was the choice cut of forty five. <laughs> uh, I guess I was being hyperbolic, but that was a choice no, cut know. from like ten minutes. That's you know, that's a lot of lag. You got to take that stuff on the road, Leland. You got to work that before you uh, commit it speaking of road uh, I, I should be talking we got that wedding cast so i wonder if, when, <laughs> yeah. when whence we do take her on the road i wonder how we'll do, i oh that's where i was getting at oh my god uh with uh, the wedding pod and we're going to talk about it i was like it was a combination of many things because i uh, i had a, mm-hmm. like a anxiety forensic files paying what do we yeah. choke in front of an audience no it was all of these other factors not allowing to you to get a moment, you meaning us, us to get a momentum going. And then there happened to be three people sitting watching going, is this what happens all the time? Like you guys just can't get rolling. But, uh, I don't know. oh, no. Yeah, I will say like it, it was fun and funny to do when we did it, but it's definitely not ideal circumstances. And why should it be? It was weird. Um, it was weird circumstances. A wedding. You were totally right, by the way. I was so sure. Pod station. You guys get down. Gonna hang out at your hotel. We'll pod. We'll go over to Hennings and pod. We're gonna have so much potting. I, I wish. Never I wish been I w- like, pulled in so many directions in my life. Like we had a simple wedding. You had a simple wedding, but you called it. You were like, "You're not gonna get it. You're, there's no way." You're not going to be able to step away and pod. And I wasn't. And the times I did were at like five in the morning and like to put things together. Like, cause uh-huh. otherwise I'm the jerk troll in a, a room putting out sure. a pod. Cause that's what I love to do. But then there's family around like, what an asshole. Like we don't see each other that often and, and rightfully so yeah. to a degree. Um, you know, we all have things to do, but no, I know. Like I used to do that with, uh, when I go back, and when we were still doing jerk practice shows, like I would not very tactfully take myself out of everybody hanging out. Cause I was like, I gotta go right. I gotta work on these scripts. And at the, you know, like, you know, hindsight 2020 probably could have just left those scripts alone until I got well, back. Or in general, we didn't need I have another a show version to of do Sherman when shoes. I return. <laughs> it's like, God, fuck, I hate man. I hate the life I've lived thus far. So it was like, I was like, I, as much as I was like, I, it really would have been amazing to do a pod. I was like, there's just, even if you did, you wouldn't have like, you'd have just, cause it would have been like, someone would have needed you or yeah, you just would have been anxious places. because you couldn't go, this person wants to talk to you, but it's like, oh, Hans is going to be, you know, 
doing podcasting for three hours. Like that's a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a a a, a beautiful um, what do you call it? Self satisfying amount of time. Like we just been like I'm an adult and we just got to take literally two hour two com- hours out of idiot day, conversation. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's what's shit, amazing right? about my life. Like step back. Like the wedding was stressful. I come back. Like there's like. The work is fucked up, but it doesn't matter. Like I get multiple times a week to step back and have idiot conversations for hours. Yeah, and then yeah, I get to sure. listen to like it, it. There's no, there's no, there's nothing wrong with what I got going on. Uh, that being said, I don't forget. That's I just yeah, been two hours. There you go. I literally just forgot how we ended. Ooh, I'm getting rusty. I know, I know. It's we gotta kick the. We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Ooh, we're double, double, double on time. That's not a thing. Well, it's not a thing. I don't know my things. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. All right, there it is. Episode 54. Is 7 Up still a thing? Parentheses. 52s come in 55s. And parentheses. How do you know that? I know what they named before they come out. Sort of. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Following the rambling, rambling, rambling tumbleweeds. Bit rambly. Bit rambly I can get this episode, this promo tag. It tis happens. Um, Why the parentheses? Oh, I know why. And you know why. And finally, I can say it's true. The anniversary is recorded. Tis in the bag. Tis might be two parts. Ah, is that a spoiler? Tis might be. Tish. Uh Too many spoilers, uh, Stevia. Um, man, so many good things. There might be jingles. There might be characters. There might not be. But there might be. We never know. We keep you guessing. We're like Harry T. Stone from Night Court, also from the podcast. Yeah, the good Night Court. Not from it, but from being talked about on it. Anyways, that's enough of that. If you like the podcast, as I uh, as I always am apt to say, just please subscribe to it. It's totally free. Uh, downloading episodes be free. Writing a review, if time is free. Uh, rating it, you know, uh, all these things help other people find the cast, and and I I will stand to it by my dying podcast day. Don't want anything from it other than. To get to have amazing conversations with my best friends in the world, um, and to meet new people, um, or to reconnect with new, uh, with old friends, uh, Allison, or uh, you know, meeting new people like Allison, connecting with old friends like Verno, uh, getting cool comments uh, on on Facebook or emails from new listeners. It's all very good. From Night Court, uh, seeing a thread happening on the uh, uh, Facebook fan page. Uh, this is all I want, you know, just, just to have a continuing conversation that is madness. Uh, that, that's all you need in life. Um, and I, and I guess that's it. Uh, you can check us out at Facebook, uh, Jerk Practice Pod, and we also have a blog, uh, at jerkpractice.com, which needs bees updating. Tis might be updated. All right, the knee, the extra S's and the starting words with T's needs to end. I promise that'll happen. Um, uh, it needs to be updated, but it will probably will be before this comes out. Anyways, that's it for me and enjoy, you know what? Enjoy this. This theme song is sweet. Check, check, check.